Boys, footy finals are around the corner. Broncos and Panthers looking pretty good in the NRL. Could the Waz cause them any trouble? AFL, we are currently watching a neck-and-neck neck Carlton take on GWS. Giants fighting for a finals berth. The Pies are minor premiers, but they won't have Nick Dacos for the foreseeable future. And some massive names hanging up the boots. Probably the biggest retiring class in recent memory in the AFL, the likes of Buddy, Rewalt, Nick Nat, uh, Isaac Smith, Trent Cochin, amongst plenty of other stars hanging up the boots. Soccer, the Tillies, so close but so far. An unreal performance, exceeding all expectations, making a semi-final and uh, really mm. carrying the, the hopes of the nation. We'll uh, briefly talk soccer and the Spanish uh, football president getting himself in a bit of hot water. But this show, boys, it's all <laughs> about the NFL. If you're not a fan of the NFL, if you're not a fan of NFL fantasy, this is not the show for you. Mm-hmm. But we do love our, our football and it's uh, about to kick off. Two weeks away, which means it's prime fantasy time. We're going to have mm. a look at the quarterbacks, running backs, receivers and tight ends and give you our insights uh, so you can take that into your fantasy draft if it is this week or next weekend. I'll um, be taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done your homework. Nope. <laughs> uh, you can also take what I say with a grain of salt because i got the wooden spoon in our fantasy <laughs> comp last year. And, uh, drafted old running backs. Not, not good. Uh, plus a little look at the you know all the NFL news with the trades, holdouts, injuries, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and a final round looking back at UFC two nine two. Sugar, sugar, how'd you get so fly? Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, is the bantamweight champion of the world, knocking out our Jermaine Sterling. We'll chat that boxing F one in the final round. Do have timestamps on the YouTube? Skip the sports that you like. Check us out on the socials. But we like to. Start off the show by shouting a beer or a nice cold beverage. Shauno, who you got this week? I've got uh, Ryan Price um, in this one. He, uh, in NASCAR today, uh, in the race today, uh, rolled over ten times. So I think it's worthy he uh, gets a bit of a shout of beer. But the the amazing thing is he just walked away. Mm, good um, on him. That's insane. So, you know, testament to the technology over there. But I think it's a worthwhile cl- clip to go check out. So jump on your socials and check out that one. Uh, but it was a massive crash and rollover in the infield. Um, and I think it's mm. deserve it of a, a beer this week. That's fair enough. Plus a few Aussies we'll talk later on um, sneaking over to NASCAR in the future. You ain't first, you're last, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shout the boomers. Bit of an expensive shout for me. Mm. And uh, maybe they mm. shouldn't have it just yet. But uh, maybe our best chance ever to win the FIBA Basketball World Cup uh, currently being held. Our group's playing out of Okinawa, Japan, but uh, the whole thing is Japan, Philippines and Indonesia. Nine NBA players in the squad, the most that we've ever had. And uh, looking at the other teams, uh, America obviously definitely favourites and nothing to sneeze at, but it's not like the dream teams of the past where, you know, essentially it's the best five players in the world playing for uh, the the dream team. And then sort of France, Spain, not as strong as they have been in years gone past. No Greek freak for Greece. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Luca might do a bit of damage for Slovenia. Argentina didn't even make it. So uh, a reasonable chance to to go really deep and uh, maybe even win the whole thing. Germany stands in the way. We're currently playing them and Dennis Schroeder's given us a little bit of headaches. So... Uh, just talking about the European teams and not looking as strong as they have in the past, Germany probably sending their best team ever yep. um, mm-hmm. with the with the Wagner brothers, uh, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Daniel Thies and the likes there. So hopefully we get past them. If we do lose to them, uh, does hurt the hurt the 
chances going forwards, but we've already beaten Finland uh, and then just need to need to win our last group game uh, to, to get through, but it means we'll have to play the winner of the other group. So important. We'll f- uh, follow that as the pod goes, I mean, uh, goes now. Would that be USA? Uh, are they in the group next to us? I think they might be. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, challenging. We'll have win, the, win this game <laughs> and we don't have to worry about it. Currently yeah. down five, fourth quarter. Yep. Monks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, bring it back to yours for this shout of beer. Uh, I'm going to shout a beer or possibly a soft drink for <laughs> Peter Harrison, uh, under 17s, Lindenau uh, Football Netball Club. The other week, so this is probably a few weeks late, Against Painesville, he scored 42 of the 43 goals um, that their team scored against Painesville um, in a 270-odd point game. Inflicting the um, Painesville on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Four, 42, I was saying to you boys pre-show, to kick 42 of 43 is remarkable. <laughs> like this guy must have absolute hands of steel, just clunking marks left, right and centre. To not let That's anything it. spill out to your crummers and then you know, <laughs> get their names names on the scoreboard. 42 for the big fella. Uh, yeah. That's that's remarkable. Uh, Absolutely wild. Peter Harrison, maybe keep an eye on the name and who knows, maybe. might be kicking goals for an AFL team one day. Possibly. Um, that 42 goals gives him a total 81 goals for the season. <laughs> <laughs> doubled it. So one game doubled his, doubled his season record um, as they lead into finals. So um, I think actually a few of the um, footy clubs down there have already had their finals um, in the younger grades. Um, yep. So, yeah, probably props to all those young kids um, playing through their grand finals as well. Very good. Yeah. Before we get into the mop, uh, no, America is a couple groups over from us. So uh, we could could work out that we get Slovenia or Georgia, I think, by the looks. Yeah. So and Slovenia obviously wouldn't want to, want to get Luca in the yeah. in the round of 16, but don't know. Georgia's got a couple of NBA players, but you'd probably rather get them. Mm-hmm. Mop of the week, boys. Uh, Spanish football president Luis Rubiales has been in hot water uh, Spain did win the Women's World Cup and he put one right on the uh, on the lips of uh, Jennifer Hermoso uh, mm-hmm. post-match. Man, was it the passion? Was it the passion? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can go out there smooching girls on the lips without consent. Uh, pretty much the girls were saying that they're not playing again. Uh, whilst he's, as well. Yeah, whilst he's still the boss, FIFA's given him a 90-day suspension. Uh, it be interesting to see how that one all plays out. But a pretty messy sort of situation. Yeah. He made a... Well, I probably, probably wouldn't even call it an apology. Very half-hearted. Didn't mention her by name. And mm. then went out to face the media and gave him the old, I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Wall, Wall Street. Uh, you know, I have to trust the subtitles, of course, but I think that's what he said. Yep. Yep. Yeah. De- definitely deserving of a mop this week. Let's, talk, let's talk some Tillies. We've got the jersey up there. Hey, all. Uh, quick. Got it, Suey? Quick. Want to get it with a suit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can. Let's go. Does that work? <laughs> Sam Cronaldo. <laughs> uh, pretty shaky start. I was watching those first few group games and they mm. barely got past all and they lost to Nigeria. I thought, geez, we'd be lucky to get out of the group here. But uh, they got their, got their campaign really rolling with that big win over yeah. Canada. Yeah. Uh, and then that was actually to avoid England mm-hmm. uh, coming mm-hmm. out, of the, out of the group. Good win over Denmark. That Mary Fowler ball, uh, really silky. She had herself a real tournament, you know, Probably a household name now after after the uh, the Women's World Cup, and then that quarterfinal versus France has to be up there with with one of the elite sporting moments in Australian history. Really, uh, that penalty mm. shootout, uh, a, a worldly seven six. Mackenzie Arnold, she 
was hero, then villain when she hit the post, <laughs> then hero again, yeah. and then Courtney Vine sinking hers, and it was scenes. Uh, but England just way too good in the semi final, uh, going down three one. Sam Kurt, real nice rocket in that one. But I uh, think that was goal of the tournament. Pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah. That would have taken some saving. I'd, I'd be surprised if. Uh, if you know some of the elite male keepers were getting to that one, that had absolute yeah, hate on it. It did, uh, and then unfortunately going down into Sweden uh, for the third place playoff. Sweden love coming third, and yes. that rolls us yeah. into all the past winners bowing mm-hmm. out. So USA, they've won four of them. They went down to Sweden. They had the whole equal pay agreement with mm-hmm. their men's team. So their mm-hmm. men's team was like, yeah, we'll do equal pay. No worries. Doesn't really matter on results. So they actually yeah. would have got paid pretty handedly. For, for that and a little bit in the US media about, you know, choking and whatnot. But mm-hmm. credit to Sweden. Uh, yeah. Pretty good team. They love finishing third at the World Cup. That's the fourth time they've done it. Japan have won yeah. one. They also got knocked out by Sweden. <laughs> Germany and Norway yeah. didn't get out of the group. So yeah. Yeah. Espan, España, uh, first time winners with the uh, 1-0 win over England in the final. Olga Carmona uh, with the winner. And then unfortunate yeah. for them that a lot of the talking point really has been about mm. after the game. But mm. uh, congrats to Spain. Uh, I think only them and Germany have won women's and men's FIFA World Cups. Yeah. 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 Thoughts, Very boys? Impressive. Yeah. Did you enjoy the, the tournament? Yeah, I think overall yeah. it was uh, one of the best um, uh, tournaments. Crowds numbers uh, were basically max um, nearly for every match. Yeah. Um, you know, sellouts across the entire tournament. Um, the viewership was really good. I think they were looking at over about 2 billion views um, across the globe. So uh, that is pretty good. It was mm. – uh, the Matildas games were the most viewed um, televised event in Australia um, mm. this yeah. year. And, and Since Cathy Freeman. Yeah, think. and yeah. In, yeah, recent memory, like uh, a yeah, lot. Yeah. I think there was – um, 11, mil- 11 million was people watching the, the semi-final. Final semi-final, yeah. yeah. So. I can't remember a, an Australian sporting event that's called so much publicity, so much fanfare. Yeah. Um, as this comp has, um, I, de- I definitely like, yeah. the comparison. Of course, is the the men in the World Cup. I just don't, I don't think the for all the Australians has been a World Cup mm-hmm. recently where the time zone was probably good enough that it got this much attention. Whereas the yeah. you know, this one being at home, uh, everyone yeah. could tune in. So home and time zone obviously plays into it. Yeah. But the fact that well, there was a legit feeling that Australia could win this thing after yes. after that <laughs> round, also, also after sorry. that round of sixteen, I think that really helped. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yep. you know, love watching the boys in the in the World Cup, uh, as does Timmy Cahill and his highlights. Yeah, Timmy Cahill rockets and uh, you know every night it. before he goes to sleep. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Eighty fifth minute, minute, minute versus Japan, two thousand ten. Anyways. Um, I think that yeah, the, that legitimate feeling of oh, we're a chance here, which mm. we probably haven't had in the in the men's World Cup, uh, probably mm. sort of added to that that sort of national fanfare and, and following. And yeah, like you said, Marks, it's uh, pretty rare. I don't think I've seen it really in in my mm. lifetime of of so mm. many people being so invested in an Australian team. It was, yeah, yeah. You know, the men's cricket team, obviously, we, we always talk about yeah. that and the, and the girls recently too. Yeah, yeah. Rugby, back when we were good at that 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nothing for me has felt Nothing in that, that sort of no, national yeah. in, in yeah. terms of interest and, and yeah. support. That's it. But hopefully, uh, you know, a medal's not, not out of the question for, for the Olympics, mm-hmm. which are next year. Yep, mm-hmm. Olympics in – I mean, yeah, still uh, young team as well, so mm. every chance to keep – Keep going around again. Um, next World Cup and World Cups after that. So, hopefully, yeah, it's the start of a good build for a team that will hopefully win the World Cup one day. Let's go.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's run it into some rugby like. Just before you do that, do you guys slow it this way? I don't have diseases, but I don't know of. Um, but come, no, towards me. Yeah, towards me. <laughs> and then you come across because he's off the screen. Oh, yeah, there we go. Can't see pretty face. Yeah. All right, let's try that again. Let's there talk some rugby league. <laughs> Big upset Thursday night. Parramatta versus Penrith. Someone won a multi. Not sure who was one of the boys sitting at this table. <laughs> <laughs> the Eels got some revenge uh, on, you know, yeah. the woeful sort of performance in last year's grand final, let's yep. put it that way. But uh, they've actually got the mickey over Penrith. They've beaten them four out of the last six yep. outings. Uh, Sevo had a first track, first half hat-trick. Mm-hmm. He looked like he could have scored six on the night. He ended up with four. Gutho good. Deal Brown. Probably the biggest talking point was Jerome Luai and his shoulder. Uh, can you chase up the scans? Mm. Well, uh, Gutho as well. Um, if they're, they're out, mm. they're, they're not going to play for us footy, but he's um, done his knee, I think, and he's going for <laughs> surgery as well. He was slapping the shit out of his knee at yeah. the end there. He was really wounded. Uh, I think he, I think meniscus for Gutho. I yeah. think I did say that. Uh, and then a lot yeah, will sort of weigh into the discussion, I suppose, in the next few weeks with Jerome Luai mm-hmm. and his shoulder. Can they strap it up, you know, for a pre – he probably doesn't play before a prelim. Well, they've still got to win. They've still got to True. win the first week. So um, that could be against the Warriors, mm. it's looking like, really. So no mm. guarantees that they win week one. Say they win week one, then they get a week off, then yeah. maybe you can strap the shit out of it and he plays through a prelim. But that's a month away and with a shoulder dislocation and pain and have the they, instability and the rest of it. Have they said anything about it? Like have they said, you know, ligament damage? So like you could, you could be very lucky and it's just popped out and they pop back in, but I think that's a very, very rare occurrence. I well, so he, he left he left the field with it out. The doctors mm. relocated it in the sheds mm-hmm. that evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was relocated before he went to hospital. But basically with a sh- first-time shoulder dislocation, they're – They know confirmed first time? Uh, good question. I assume it's his first. Um, I can't think of recent memory. Yeah. Playing career that he's no, had I one. Can't. So, regardless, you'd very rare to dislocate without damaging mm. a, a structure called the labrum mm-hmm. deep inside the, the shoulder socket, yep. which for mm. a young athlete generally always is indication for surgery. surgery. Yep. Plus ligaments. You're talking, yeah. There's lots of ligaments there, so um, the MRI would have shown which of those would have gone, inevitably some would have gone. You can also have some damage to the rotator cuff tendons mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. With, a, with a shoulder dislocation. A lot, a lot can go wrong. So regardless of whether he plays in a prelim or not, he's probably going to have surgery in the off-season. Yes. The short-term strategy is how stable can they get it, how pain-free, how many needles, pain, pain how many needles <laughs> can they put into it yeah. over the next sort of month and then how good can they strap it up in the – in the prelim, presuming that's when they want him to play. Because mm. the big concern is of how key he is to Penrith structures. And I mm. guess this game was kind of showed it uh, once he went out that they um, really lost uh, a lot of their attacking potency and they and they, 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 they run that team. It's a, it's a very structured team. Like they've mm-hmm. got their set roles. They have their set plays and they're guys for those roles. Um, and, yes, maybe they'll have a couple of weeks to prepare someone else to do that uh, now. Um, uh it's a weak gutted dog. Get a, yeah, Jam- <laughs> Jamin Salmon. <laughs> Jamin Salmon, yeah, he's most likely going to fill in. Yeah, he could play six. They also had uh, Cogger, who he was more of a seven. Mm. So if if he joins Cleary in the halves, uh, I suppose we'll find out Tuesday. Yeah. The other thing as well for this game, bef- like before finals as well, mm-hmm. they've got to play the Cowboys 
and yep. they there's two ways they could go for it because Brisbane won yesterday. Yes, Brisbane's more likely to get the minor premiership, right. so they might rest half the team anyway. Yep. And which is great for the cows because they're trying to play in. <laughs> that's right. So so we may not know how they'll line up properly mm. until week one of the finals. Yep. yep. But my my point. I think they need him if they want to have another yeah, one. If they, if they want the – was it the three-peat now? Three, going for three-peat, yeah, yeah, and making four in a row. Yeah, I, I just don't think the way they play footy and the structures they've been playing, they can change and um, be as successful, especially against a, like a red-hot Brisbane team that maybe is just a bit more X-factory, yeah. especially with the, the live wire that is Reese Rolfsch out the back. Yeah, we'll get to them in just a, a second. We've got a, a few games on Friday to get through. The, the Wars, they keep rolling. That's uh, seven in a row. Ten of the last eleven. That's the first time that they've done that in in twenty odd years. Sean Johnson be pretty surprised if anyone other than him wins the Dell M. Yep. Be nice if there was markets to bet on it. But anyways, <laughs> is what it is. Been super consistent. Yeah. Did miss a couple of games, but I don't think that's going to hurt him. I don't think anyone else has been as good and consistent. It's as probably Payne Haas is probably number two, yes. which, which would be huge if uh, a front row forward was able to do it. Uh, speaking of Dally M, maybe the winger of the year could be Dallin Watin Zalesniak. Mm-hmm. He's been mm-hmm. very, very good. Had the Hattie the week before against Manly, but we haven't potted, so may as well yep. uh, <laughs> mention that. Uh, there's I'd, If you told me that you think Dallin Watin Zalesniak is the best winger in the competition, I don't know if I would argue with you that much. Yeah, th- definitely a season. Mm. Um, yeah. He's mm-hmm. been a red hot from a – Good reason why – because some of those try, – they're well, not yeah. just like wingers, classics, finishing tries. Like, like strong, athletic, yeah. Yeah, airborne. Exactly. Yeah, really putting down the pace down outside, you know, having to do a bit of work to get most mm-hmm. of those tries as well. Like he's – yeah, it's been really impressive. Dragons, kind of dragon. They Can they get the spoon? Weren't too bad. They need the West Tigers to win by like 60. So I think, right. I think they're going to be okay. Who are the Tigers <laughs> playing? What is the points difference? Is it, that's more than 60, isn't it? Uh, Two forty-eight to one. Oh, that's no, sort of like yeah, sixty-eight. Yeah. And who the Tigers playing? Uh, you'll get that up. Yeah. Having said that, that is sixty-eight points difference. So if they got smashed by Newcastle and then the Tigers were able to Manly. beat Manly, Manly. that's not impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not impossible oh, given yeah. the way the Newcastle has been playing. Yep. Yeah. But. Ugh. Yeah, you'd think Spoon to the poor Tigers. Yes. yes. Speaking of uh, poor, poor fellas, uh, Sione Fano, uh, Cinder's Moses on debut for the Dragons. So mm. hopefully uh, his rehab goes well. Mm. Friday night, the Cows kept their season alive. Uh, 34-10 winners over the Finns. Scotty Drink's pretty good. He had uh, try, try assist, uh, a few tackle busts. Jermaine mm, Asako, yeah. 23 tries for the season. Mm-hmm. Most mm. in the comp for now. Um, if you yep. guys talk about the Cowboys and their chances well, well, moving I, forward, I'll I think chase up those, I think we've covered it. They have, they have to win and oh, the yep. Is it they win and Raiders lose? Is uh, is they their only way in? Mm, they need South to lose and all South to lose as well. So uh, I don't think the Ra- it doesn't matter what happens with the Raiders. Uh, you know, that's more for the Raiders. The Raiders. Win. That's more for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah the Raiders. The Raiders can miss yes. if they lose and the Cowboys win. Correct. Correct. But for the Cowboys, they need a they need a Rabbitohs loss, mm-hmm. and they need to beat the beat the Panthers. So it'll be interesting come Tuesday night what team the the Panthers name. Yeah, and to finish on the Finns, you know what a, what a season it started off as. Really good, um, yeah. Up, up until that Magic round, and I think uh, the back half of the season kind of reflected probably where the club is at the moment, which is um, you know veterans squad that didn't really have much depth behind it, and then once they started rolling through some injuries, and um, you know. 
and then kind of struggling for a little bit of their spine as well as guys got came in and out of, of that. Um, you know, they kind of fell apart a little bit towards the end there, uh, even with the Magic Wayne. But, you know, finished 14th and uh, be above the three bucks at case clubs in the NRL at the moment. I think that's worthwhile for them. So they'll be happy with that. Hey, South's their brother. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I could draw in them after this one. I'll get to them in a minute. Uh, agreed. Good. Probably echo everything that you've just said there. Depth was one yeah. thing that that really hurt them. And which it's is what they've addressed for next season. So they've got a lot of guys coming mm. in as well that will probably be more the starters and the guys that played a lot here will be more um, in the backups as well. So they should have a better squad next year. And attrition is a factor in the National Rugby League. Especially it's when they play. a lot, Such a long season now. Yeah. And play it's 23 games. You might play 26 if you've got origin and then you got to go into the finals. Yeah, 24 games. So yeah. Well, 24, sorry. Yeah, yeah so, so 20. If you played Origin um, and made finals, yeah, you're looking at 27, 28 games. Yeah. If you make it all the way through a grand finals, pretty 30 well. plus. So. Well. <laughs> yeah, Actually, Origin thing. doesn't really make a difference because most of the teams have bought. Well, you, true, you're true. not going to double up. There. Well, some of them do. Nah, yeah, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. All right, call it one, yeah. one extra. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the, the moral <laughs> of the story was <laughs> Dolphins didn't do too bad. I think, you know. Thinking way back to the preview, I had him for the spoon. You had him about 13th or something? Yeah, Maybe. something like that. And then I, I was confident after this start. I was like, oh, I think they could actually make the eight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, through the origin yeah. period, through the injuries, um, their depth was really, really challenged and um, they struggled in the back half of the year. There is a game next week, but whilst we're on a, on a roll, uh, Hammer, unbelievable, mm-hmm. Isaacco. Yeah. Leading try scorer in the in the competition did, did at the you moment. Confirm how far ahead he was. He's twenty three. So two tries ahead. Two of that uh, ahead of DWZ, who we we're just talking yep. about. Yep. Alex yeah. Johnson, Alex Johnson as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So could have the yeah the the bloke that scores the most tries. Um, you know, in a in a team in their first year, it's pretty impressive. Yep. Speaking of impressive, Storm looking pretty good. They always come good at the right time of the season, don't they? Thirty seven mm. sixteen winners at Amy Park. The big, big story in this one was Ryan Pappenhausen coming off the bench for 18 minutes. Uh, first game in f- over a year, f- 400 and something days. Mm-hmm. Shattered Crazy. his p- patella. I don't know if uh, you boys have seen it before. The MRI of his patella. Jesus. Yeah, it looks, looks like someone dropped a plate on the ground and smashed it down. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it looks, like, looks like the bottom of the chip packet, you know, and you're trying to get out the last <laughs> little bits of Doritos. That's, that's what his knee looked like. Uh, a long, long rehab, you know, a lot of speculation probably for the last six weeks as to how far off he was. Mm. A few games for the Sunshine Coast as well, you know, leading into it. They didn't rush him back even mm. when, you know, he was playing um, footy because the risk of soft tissue injury as well mm. after having mm. that long, long off. So getting him a few games in Q Cup and uh, good to see him out there. He actually got in trouble. He's hit someone high. So he's, I, think he, <laughs> I, think he, I think he's just looking at a, a fine. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just looking at a fine. Uh, Xavier Coates scored a Hattie in that one. Big story, I think, for Storm fans is Jerome Hughes, MCL. Um, he's had scans today. Uh, if you wouldn't mind seeing, maybe NRL Physio might have an update mm-hmm. there. Oh, who was that for again, sorry? Oh, uh, Hughes, Jerome yeah. Hughes. Hughes yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about the contracts with Big Tino and Fafita? Um, it was a couple of weeks ago, but, yeah, Big Tino got his a 10-year deal, uh, reminiscent of a – Another big JT, Tamala, um, yeah, as well. So slightly different in that it's three years confirmed, and then there's an option. Op- I think yeah, the rest is all optional, but yeah, uh, it's basically up to a, ten. Yeah, up to ten, and then basically a mill a season, slightly over a mill a season, uh, and then Big Dave Fafita as well also resigned for another three years, I guess. 
Yeah, three years. Yeah, four, four, five, and six. So there's heaps of speculation, especially with Fafita, but maybe mm-hmm. both of them might mm-hmm. have been on the move, which that would be a complete rebuild for for a team that, you know, there's only – That's their best talent on that yeah, team. Yeah, if they lost both – one of those guys would hurt. If they lost both, geez, that would be huge. But now the immediate – Future of the club is secure at least the th- next three years, yeah, and, 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 and you can build around those two exactly. I think Haslow, you know, did, that was his first job. Make sure they they'd stay in. I think both were keen to stay in the Gold Coast anyway. Um, uh, but Haslow's done the job to uh, confirm that. They, yeah, that obviously spine needs a, a little bit of work. Um, Primo's been been unlucky with with injury. Is foreign foreign? For, I don't think foreign might be. Off contract next year, he's be old as yeah. well. So there is that connection there with old Des, but um, yeah, that'd be interesting if, if Foz is locked in for another year next year. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, but at, at least for Titans fans, you know, all 16 of them, um, it, it's good <laughs> for, for their, their foreseeable future to, to have those those two locked in. Chooks, Chooks uh, beat the Tigers 32 to 8. Sammy Walker, his first game since round nine. Uh, fair bit of chat around that injury. It was an ACL sprain, you know, like, like without, a, you know, without it rupturing, just just stretching yeah. of the ligament. But also he was dropped. And, and then, then dropped and then the had they been honest about his injury yeah. and he played a lot of New South Wales Cup coming back. Mm-hmm. We saw Sandon Smith playing quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sammy Walker and his future at the club, a little uncertain, but he looked very good. Yeah. Last night, and he scored, didn't he? Yeah, he scored. Yeah. I'll get some. I'll get some stats for you. How's that? So uh, I think the the big story out of that was a uh, big um, swinging arm Hardgraves mm-hmm. uh, getting six weeks. So I think they've yeah uh, finally all his priors caught up to him, and um, they're throwing the book at him. Not that it's going to matter. They're not going to play finals footy. <laughs> well, they could. That's the yeah. next. That's the in next theory. Yeah, that's yes, the next yes, thing. Well, yes. I think there's a good chance they do because yeah. it's it's essentially an elimination final next week yeah. against against South. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about. No, let's talk about South now. A yeah. uh, lot of noise this week in the in the papers. Yeah. You know, it's mostly sort of around Latrell, but also around Sammy Burgess. Um, you know, mm. getting asked to leave, and there was reports that. There'd been leaks to the media and the clubs are a mess according to the Yeah, they went very the West Tigers the this week te- for telegram. some other reason. <laughs> they did. Yeah. yeah. They, they obviously were sick of hearing about the Tigers for the last month that they wanted some some press of their own. Um, but it, it kind of all kicked off, I guess, with the Luke uh, Combs. Uh, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that right. Um, Unlike Brian Taylor in the AFL. Yes. Um, yeah. Who uh, called him Luke Combs, as in suburb... <laughs> That yeah. we're in. Because <laughs> um, uh, it kind of kicked off with the shotgun and the beer with Big Tua, um, Tua Vasa um, uh, yep. at at the concert on a Wednesday and they played the on the weekend. And then I think there were, because of that there was scrutiny people watching him and his effort against Newcastle was very lacklustre. That then led to the story of, um, you know, the, the favoured treatment, which sounds like was probably leaked by the assistants. Because um, they've both been sacked um, or, or left under, <laughs> left uh, under, you know, mutually agreed to separate. Mm. Um, so that was Burgess and John Morris. And Morris, I think, has already signed on to go to the Tigers for uh. next year to help Benji because um, you know, Tim Sheens has got sacked in the, in the month we've had off as well. So, um, so that that all came out, and then there's a whole bunch of rumours about Jack White and wanting out of the club and. 
ahead of his deal with the club for next season. Yeah, this time last week that was that was going around social yeah. media like crazy. Yeah, and then, that, that what what's out. Yeah, and then the, nothing's the, come to fruition. So. so some chat about Murray getting stuck into Latrell, you know, or being a shoot, firing a few shots at Latrell. That one I don't video know. Video session. Yeah, that, I don't know. It, but yeah, it's. But the thing is, it's very West Tigers. There's all this. Everything came out of the woodwork. <laughs> all came out of the woodwork. All in the media. All at the one time. So yeah. um, it seems like a few stories were being sat on, and they had enough ammunition there to get G'd up and, and media. Fans. And some of them, yeah. some of them blown out of proportion. Yeah. I, re- I reckon, as if a Cam Murray, who his whole game is based around work rate, and he's the captain of a club. Wouldn't occasionally spray Latrell, and they just yeah. and they just yeah. are good teammates and have a beer after the game. Yeah. Like I don't know how much to read into that, but yeah, the fact that you know coaching staff are getting stood down b- before finals and a must-win game, um, you can mm. definitely you know read into that what you will. Yeah. And I think it's it's obvious with with Latrell, the blokes one of the most talented players in the NRL, but work rate mm. is probably an issue, and it's it seemed like a very very long recovery from a calf injury, so. Were other factors think, at well, play there? Was Origin a factor as well? Trying yeah. to rush back. Well, we we think know? yeah, we think he's done it. He did it twice. Yeah. So he did it and then rushed back with Origin, then Origin, and then did it again. Um, and uh, you know, in that period, he's probably not running a whole bunch. So he, he's not he's not um, in the best shape on the most days. Looking at that rig, but it's weird, isn't it? You yeah. look at that rig and you'd think, oh, I'm surprised that's an NRL rig, yeah, yeah. let alone uh, on his day. <laughs> The most powerful explosive player exactly. in the NRL in and, recent, and memory. maybe that's just his body type. But yeah. probably six weeks yeah. with no running in the legs. Yeah, you know, he's and he's. It's not to say that he's still dealing with that a little bit, and uh, maybe that's why he's, um, you know, support play and being a little bit lazy, as you will, at the back there is because of that because he's you know, he needs his match fitness and he's still kind of probably getting back from his injury. Mm. Uh, but South need Latrell. That's the problem. They've been oh, going yeah, they they've been going South yeah. um, ever since. That's a very bad, bad joke. Uh, ever since the, the injury, essentially, they were top of the table. and been, since, been going east to Maroubra. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and <laughs> since that they've been heading down the ladder um, constantly and mm. to the point where they're in eighth at the moment but have a lot L- of losing clubs their, chasing. Losing their out. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Mm. This is an elimination mm-hmm. final mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think Latrell to call him lazy might be a little bit of a stretch. You, you look at a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, in in soccer, mm. and he's also you know some of those sort of lazy and selfish and well, some of those other I words did, get thrown see, around. I, did I think see, when you're that good, you kind of you kind of get away with it a little bit. Yeah, I did see a video of mm. Messi um, uh, playing in there during the week where. Essentially, he just walks around the pitch, just yeah. walks around, but then he finds his moment and he explodes. You see yeah. his goal? Yeah, and then scores goals. He's yeah. scoring at, <laughs> he's, he's scoring goals at, at will. So, um, uh, so, but I think it's you know sometimes sometimes elite yeah. talent doesn't have to work hard. Yeah, you, yeah. Think about Michael Jordan who go play rounds of golf and then and then go out and score fifty, 50 points. Goals, and, yeah. yeah, like. I'm not saying Latrell's Michael Jordan, but yes. I'm just saying he's he's a different kind of athlete and. Um, Maybe that does come across as lazy or, or or not fully committed, but I think just based on talent, that's getting him through. Yeah. Now, mm. when he's 32, yeah, will he be able to just get still through on, on talent? You he's know still I mean? super young. You he's only 24, 25. Yeah, he's got plenty of time left in him, but eventually, you know, the talent starts to, to wane. You start to lose a step and um, you can't rely on that as much. So, uh, and... Uh, see where he goes from that. And I did actually, yeah. I did actually see this interesting stat because he's been 
four years at Souths and four years at the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Um, they went through and checked all his availability. He, for the Roosters, he missed an average of 7% of their games. And for Souths, he averages over 33% of their games. Yeah, interesting. Mm. And it's across like – and it's almost exactly the same every year mm. across those yep. eight years of his career against those two clubs. So, Well, I suppose that is like – is he getting injured because he's lazy? Because he isn't putting the effort in, or is he putting too much effort in as a fullback? Well, <laughs> maybe. I mean, the maybe rumors, he's a rumors, are, rumors <laughs> are coming out that he's not putting enough effort in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, don't I, I think he's it's, just dealing with too many too many niggles at the moment. Yeah, he, he's been injured a fair bit. The, South, the, yeah. the numbers cover that. So yeah, um, yeah, no, that's true. I think one thing we can I mean, agree on is that South, if they're going to do anything in this final series, oh, they if they it. make it. They need a healthy Latrell. Yeah, so, yeah. so time will tell in the next few days. They uh, need to go back to round 10 and pick that team and um, that's what they need to be doing. That's right. How mm. much of it is media hyperbole or, or how much of it is uh, legitimate yeah. concerns for, for Souths and South fans moving forward? That did remind me. Did you see that um, their coach liked a tweet that was saying um, that Liam Knight and I can't remember the other player were masquerading as first grade players? So that also, <laughs> that also came out during the week and they kicked <laughs> off. And it was it was his account. And he, he, poly- uh, he had to apologise for it. Was like, yeah. I didn't it, say that. It was, it, was, it was a slip. I didn't mean to like it, et cetera. But <laughs> <laughs> it was there. Don't worry. That's got to be, be in trouble before. Just, just go, always careful yeah. what you like. You know, yeah. People are always watching. Uh, Too much bunda. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get through these last few games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturday night, uh, Broncos 29, Raiders 18. We spoke about it in the lead up. It's a important game for big Raiders. So mm-hmm. they'll probably lose. Yep. Jack Whiten and Jared Croker's uh, most likely their last home game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whiten actually late moved to fullback. Um, Croker off but the, played in the centres. Played in the centres. Chris <laughs> played fullback. No, he didn't. Who played fullback? Rapana did. Rapana played fullback. So who, who also played fullback last weekend yes. and, re- and played really well. Yes. And that's why. And, then and Croker went, played off the bench two minutes. Four minutes. Four. Yeah, I'm and then Foley played six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and like you and I, we have no fucking idea what Ricky's doing at the moment, um, especially in the, in that back line, because uh, yeah, they've different reported different things, played it all different. Um, they look lost. Um, I can't remember the story. Someone was saying that they wouldn't win a game uh, the rest of the season, and that's about a month ago. And um, they've only won one, and I think they're one in three in that time frame. So. Uh, Look at that points mm, difference, minus 119. It's yeah. like the they'd be the Titans first, or Dolphins. They'd be the first team, I think, to make that with a negative point differentials was the story. Uh, really? the, the lowest yeah. points difference ever, maybe? Maybe. Surely teams have made it with a ne- like negative eight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I we'll let Jimmy chase that one up. <laughs> fact, fact check. Fact Good check. luck. I reckon, I reckon there is fact behind that. I think they, they might They're, be the, the lowest points difference ever to, yeah. to make the finals. Yeah. That would be my thing. Like yeah. Well, they've won all most of their games by close and then been mm. pumped by 50 in, in a couple. So uh, that's the big difference there. Uh, I think the club's in a bit of a shambles at the moment. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the, some some calls on this went back and forth and uh, – uh, that Hudson Young one was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Like a bad call from the referee. Yes. Uh, but then, you know, uh, Rupana doing uh, trips um, uh, as well. He, he's going to be in trouble. So, yeah, like those are the sort of things that just hurt the club. I just don't think they're, they're – I want to say, I think there's probably a whole bunch of pretenders in the top eight for, for this final series. I think it's um, 
I think we said it before, it's Penrith and, and Brisbane uh, with the Smoky of the Warriors and everyone else is probably just making up the numbers at this point. Nights Smoky, Smoky. Uh, Double smoke. No, nah, I don't think that that's smoky. Double smoke. Storm are just storm, but I just don't well, think Well, yeah, well, there you go. There's four teams that could win it legitimately. Yeah, but I don't think they're as good as they've been in the past, the Storm, of like this this team this year. I, um, I've said this in the past, I think, where um, I'm like, nah, the Storm, it's not the Storm, nah, nah, and then they just get good at the right time and you can never, I don't think you can ever put, whilst Craig Bellamy's the... Calling the shots at, at the Melbourne Storm, I don't think you can ever put a line True, through. True, but then have they won the comp since Cam Smith retired? No, but they've been really close, and that's also not that long ago. Yeah. I, oh. I just don't think. Yeah, I don't co- think well, it's their year. Look, of course it's Penrith, and of course it's Brisbane. That's why we said at the top of the show they're firming. They're yeah. like two dollars fifty and three dollars to win win the whole yeah. thing. But what we're seeing, having we- said that, I I feel like the Warriors or the Storm could win the comp. Yeah, I don't think – I'm saying I agree on Warriors. I don't think the Storm can. Interesting. And if you want to be real fun, the Knights are having a really well, nice late surge. And that's really dependent on Ponga. Like Ponga's <laughs> been probably the – him and – he might even have taken the mantle from Walsh has been the best fullback yep. since, since Origin For, period. Form, yeah, on form, definitely. Yeah, the back mm-hmm. half of the year. He, they're the, that's the reason the Knights are there. He's been dynamic for them. So, But a great, a great big time. If you want to throw pretender tags out there, I think Sharks, Raiders and whoever finishes eighth, eighth yeah. yeah, you can you can have that have those tags. Yep. Uh, back in 2001, Gold Coast Titans had a minus three points difference. So that I think that's <laughs> going back to, yeah, that might be the biggest or the it lowest points lower. difference. But you did have to go back a fair bit. I was, I was, and that was for no. the rugby, the oh, NRL yeah. era. Like I was so close <laughs> to having that stat that's, right. That's such a fake stat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Every year there'd be a team that's got a minus points difference in the top eight. It used to be half the teams would make it. Sean, you're a fake fan. 2019 Broncos had minus 57 yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest. We're going to stick with the biggest. The biggest. I think, that's, I think that's what you were trying to, yes, what you were trying to say. And now you've just doubled down on just a fake stat. My own man. <laughs> Triple doubles aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> India are afraid of the Gabba. Uh, you said that, not me. Yeah. I stand by it. Uh. They're a fan of the Gabba and it's 1994 and we're rolling out some of the most elite cricketing talent ever. 94 has been early. Let's go like 99. 85 plus 25 is 100. So the Fake maths. Yeah. The finish on this Raiders-Broncos game, Broncos looking as good as they have been. Walsh and Cobbo doing great work. Payne Haas re-signed on a big deal. So it's been talking about the bit of a cap squeeze there for Ezra Mann and uh, Walsh being the, the two main ones. Uh, some thoughts about, you know, maybe Mann could get a deal with the Raiders. He's been, Mann's been unbelievable. Uh, I this, think they, this year. they've got to somehow go keep them all. Like, yeah, yeah it's, that's going to be the challenge, but they also got their forward pack. Um, all the guys are on decent money at the moment because they're all kind of come through at the same time together. Um, so this year could be the, the big year for them, uh, especially when the guys all start to cash in and getting offers elsewhere. The other big story out of Broncos mm-hmm. camp is Pat Carrigan missing the game, mm-hmm. uh, foot scans. I think so. going to be okay with what they were saying. Can you chase that? Because yeah, uh, I'm sure I, I saw the other, like either today or yesterday, that, that they were uh, more confident in the foot scans, that it, it might only be a week or two. Well, if he's yeah. cleared fracture and cleared any major ligament damage, then it'll be sweet. It was a training accident, mm-hmm. I think. So whilst you chase that up, uh, going back to last time the – Broncos have ever won the minor premiership, which is looking more and more likely. Mm-hmm. 2000 was the last time they won the minor premiership. Mm. Blokes in the team, Lockyer, 
Takiri, Tony Carroll, Mm -hmm. Sailor, Webke, Talos, Thorne, amongst others. Pretty elite company if uh, this Broncos, young Broncos team really, uh, goes out and and wins this minor premiership and and maybe wins the, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. So there, there is some news on, on Pat would, Carrigan. Would be a massive turnaround uh, as well, considering where the club was last year. Well, that's right. Who had him in the top eight for in, when we did our predictions? I think you had him mm-hmm. about eighth or seventh, maybe. And me and you had him missing. Yep. So, so no one, no one expected big, big things. Yeah. And on top of that, no Carrigan, no Reynolds mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. So they're coming down to Canberra. You know, traditionally hard place to win when it's cold and you know there's a few people turning up. Oh, and springtime, bro. Yeah, it's mm. not as cold as normal. Yeah. Probably for <laughs> Queenslanders be feeling, oh, for the Queenslanders, feeling yeah. it a little bit, and uh, and go out and win pretty convincingly without uh, without two two really good or well, two, two of your mm. best players essentially, mm-hmm. all being a couple of uh, questionable yeah. refereeing. Yeah, decisions. I think they've said for Reynolds he'll be back for finals. They're just, they're just trying to get him ready. Yeah, 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 think, yeah. News and Carrigan is he should be ready for finals. Yeah. Perfect. Um, they cleared of yeah, serious yeah. damage. I think so. I think this is before they went for scans, though. Well, how do you clear him without a scan? I think. I think oh. that I think the headline said after scans. After scans. Did it? Yeah. There you go. Kagan's injury revealed as severity confirmed after scans. After scans. So he's had his scan and it's not severe. <laughs> sure. Let's do that. Go with that. <laughs> it's all coming up, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this today don't need to talk much about Manly Dogs. Manly winning quite comfortably, but mm-hmm. neither teams will be playing finals. Newcastle Knights. Worth talking about. Yep. Sell, oh. The game was sold out last weekend. They had mm. 29,000 in there at McDonald Jones. Sea of red and blue. They're starting to believe. Looked really, really good. They've won, I don't know how many it is in, in a row now, seven or eight. And Caelan Ponga, like you said, has you know, arguably been the, the, in the best form in the comp in the last two months. Yep. Had a try, a try assist, Nine tackle breaks, 200 run metres today. That's pretty much been his standard numbers over, you know, mm-hmm. since since Origin really. And in that period where everyone's like, why is he not playing Origin? And he's had the head knocks and questioning, you know, the decision making and he's he's come out and looked like an Australian level fullback. Uh, oh, really, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, I think, well, I think he needed it was probably the main thing. He, mm. he was coming back from the concussions. Um, he would have played probably, I think, one game and gone straight into Origin. Um, into I think game two of Origin, and it was like, uh, you know, rule me out for the series. Let me just focus on my football and get back, get back to it, get healthy. Um, mm. And you know, since then, because of that, he's been focused on the Knights, been focused on his footy, and he's gone back to the elite talent we know he has and that he can be, and he's uh, really lifted uh, that Knights team. Likely to finish fifth, uh, you know, which would be home final against. A team that we think is arguably pretenders. Uh, we're not sure who it'll be. Uh, mm-hmm. And next week, uh, yeah, it'll be that South Trucks game will, will be electric. Uh, pretty much a knockout game. Um, and yeah, this time next week, we'll uh, we'll know who the uh, the top eight will be. Mm. Sharks can't beat a top eight side again. So I think it's only happened once, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think once. I think they're one in twenty or something in the last, in the three, last three years. years. Yeah. So What's their points difference? But <laughs> <laughs> it is positive. <laughs> Uh, rugby, uh, should we talk two minutes of rugby? We, oh, we're not, well. There's a World Cup that starts uh, next week. Eddie, Eddie Jones has been going after the media. That's right. Up gun. Uh, I don't know much about rugby, but that's kind of funny. you got to say, like, we've, we like to sort of poke fun at how much of a shambles, you know, a few certain league clubs are and the ARU <laughs> over the last five years. Yeah. 
the questions he was getting as well, I didn't think seemed that bad. Like it was negative and he was like, yeah, be negative, say we can't win anything, blah, blah, blah. He is 0-4 well, at the moment. Yeah, they haven't won anything recently. Uh, <laughs> under Eddie Jones. They did have a good showing in New Zealand in that yeah. blood is low. They didn't win. But, Kiwi's uh, got hammered a couple of days ago as well. So. And England lost to Fiji. Yeah, so, so it's going to be an interesting, interesting tournament. Again, we don't watch much rugby, so I don't mm. know mm. about strength of teams and how serious they'll Taking these warm up games, but uh, speaking of, we yeah. we have a warm up game tonight against against Aussie's France uh, and Aussies lose to Germany. Shit, just shouting them a beer and that pissed already. Uh, so yeah, from one World Cup to another, I I think the Boomers still have a better chance than the Wallabies, which is a, a weird weird agree. thing to say. Um, yeah, what did, you, what did you, you guys catch much of that that press conference? I literally like just asking him about the selections and leaving out Michael Hooper and Quade Cooper yeah, and going a lot of youth and I didn't think anything was complete. You know, it's not like he was getting completely egregious questions that were no. attacking his character or the team or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and he blew up pretty deluxe. He got very. Uh, very self-defensive about the the Cobras as, as well. Yeah. It was it was it was a funny presser because yeah because when he he was coaching England wasn't he uh, yeah, yeah. And heaps of success yeah and mm. but that recent when they came they play here when they play Australia in in a game and um, the crowd was getting stuck in him calling him a traitor and he was you know got really agitated by that like yeah he's a passionate guy yeah I, passionate. I, I think he's definitely a. You can see his passion a lot more. He's not um, a Wayne Bennett per se. No. And I, I wonder if it's maybe because it's his second go around as coach, he's, he's getting a little, little bit more of the social media treatment now mm. and, like, you, you can see that getting out there. And uh, he, He's not really uh, that PR trained. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a bit yeah. – it's a, it's just different, I guess, until from his last first stint. He's also five foot seven. Uh, and I don't want to go <laughs> short people here, but sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, the shorter people, the tender just get a little bit, you know, hey, let me out of here. Yeah. Coming from a um, you know, short ass myself. Giraffe. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, I suppose like all that negative media. It's would not, would yeah. be built up over weeks, if not months. Like, but there's also now yeah, they're doing ads and saying, is. you know, I love it when people doubt and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. how much of it is just theatre yeah, yeah. of, the, of the whole thing? That like, ad's pretty cringeworthy. It's yeah. cringe, bro. <laughs> like, that is the Australian marketing rugby union pigeon, you know, mm-hmm. getting together with his pigeon mates and. Doing some, doing some ads for the World Cup. But then again, no yeah. one would be talking about this World Cup if, you, if they weren't doing the well, stuff. Well, maybe so. some of that as well. Yeah. Maybe it's like any any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. No one thinks yeah. we can do anything this World Cup. You yeah. know, stuff, yeah, we'll, we'll go prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it. so it'll be interesting to see. I uh, don't know in tonight's game how many starters will be playing for other teams. That I imagine they're using it as a really good last chance to show us what you got if you want to try and make a, a, a starting 15. Uh, but that's against the tournament hosts and, and equal favourites. So I can't imagine it's uh, going to go really well, but go Wallabies. No, about four blokes in that squad, I reckon. Shout out to Will, Will Skelton, the, the new skipper. So hopefully they do well. Luckily for us, our, our group isn't stupidly hard. Uh, Wales and Fiji will be, the, be the, yeah. the tougher games. Yep. Yep. Let's talk some footy. Uh, most of you want hit to that, hit that button. Just showing. Carlton currently down 45 points to the Giants. So I think we can comfortably say we know what our finals games will be. We'll get stuck into that in just a second. They've scored 11 points since halftime. Uh, kicking. Oh, well, uh, well, there you go. They've just what? kicked one there. There we go. 
But yeah, they've been having well, a five point deficit at half time to now being down by 40 odd. It's a conspiracy, bro. We we're talking about it before. <laughs> oh, they thank you. Thank you. They're going to finish fifth regardless. So, you know, yeah. that. They, they would have played. Make sure uh, you don't get any injury. Yeah, it would have played the Bulldogs. It's yeah. looking more like Sydney. No, is it looking like Bulldogs? Oh, we'll, we'll get to uh, that. We'll get to that. It's Bulldogs. Bulldogs? Yeah, I think it's Bulldogs. Would they be out? Because GWS. Like, uh, yeah, so it'll be Swans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Giants. So. Giants. Well, and Giants now playing for point, Actually, uh, for, yep. for percentage. Same so same. live ladders will be interesting to watch over the next. Eight minutes. Regardless, <laughs> let's go back to what we do know. Uh, is that pies the, the, the pies bombers. smoked the Bombers Friday night? Eight goals a zip. Quick out of the gates, weren't they? Yeah. Bombers finishing 11th after a really strong start to the year. They mm. they won two of their last seven and they were iffy wins over the Eagles and the Kangaroos. Mm. Bombers fan, um, you know, sort of cruising pretty well halfway through the year and then yes. uh, pretty in their defence, pretty injury ravaged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think they started the season probably playing overs. Uh, but, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Injuries sort of took their toll um, in a long season. Um, yeah. I mean, finishing 11th, can't really complain about that for where they were um, past few seasons. Um, hopefully, yeah, they're just building to something now. Um, I so think there's there's talks in a few contracts um, for a few players. So we'll see, see where that goes. Um, yeah, interesting off-season now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Have to retain like those. They're young, good players, like your yeah. Redmonds and your Hines, mm. and uh, they they're good young groups of players. They have to keep have yep. to keep them, and yeah, then yeah. obviously look at, at at some recruiting as well. Yeah, yeah. Especially the guys Parrish that might be in contract talks as well. At the Parrish, moment, so. Merritt, like can't yeah. afford to lose any of those guys. No, but yeah, they're sort of like the established. Yeah, sort of, yeah, that's it. Like good in, in their prime form. kind of kind yeah. of players, but that that's young it. young core is is really good. Yeah. Coming yeah. through, so, so have to have to keep all of them. That's it. Uh, nice to see McDonald Tip Woody getting on for. I think he only <laughs> touched the ball four times, but he was a sub and uh, pretty nice uh, reception for him. A uh, bit of a yeah. bit of a, a, a club legend. Uh, so second he, he played, played his last. Yeah, second second time. So yeah, who knows? Uh, he might yeah. be doing the John Farnham and coming uh, back. I fucking think this one's a bit more prime than that, though. <laughs> I yeah, think so too. And on really on only good. was there because of injuries. Yep. Uh, pies look good. After mm. a, a, you know, a real sort of slump since our last podcast, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people sort of questioning, you know, calling wobbles, rest of the AFL that's not black and white. Um, <laughs> fair, you know, Pies fans love to see Collingwood slip up, but they, they look like the best team in the comp on Friday night, didn't they? Mm. Now, Nick Dacos, where is he going to be? This is similar to Jerome Luai, like we are talking about in the NRL. Uh, he's got a tibial mm. plateau fracture. So six weeks from the date of the injury would give you a prelim mm. final. F- I don't think they'll be trying to rush him back. And if they mm. win on Thursday night, then they don't have to worry about it. They could s- get some week off and essentially yeah. a 10-day turnaround between those games. Darcy Moore, much more up in the air. So mm. he did his hammy first quarter against the Cats a few weeks ago. McRae didn't seem too concerned. We're saying neural tightness more so than anything. Um, so having one of the best fullbacks in the competition and your club captain in a in a final mm. on Thursday night I think would be pretty important. So mm. be interesting to see uh, his status and and if he's if he's good to go. Mm. But Dacos, I think I saw it. Someone had been doing some math uh, and they had him still winning the Brownlow by a point. But I think that's still it's 
But it'd be oh. interesting. I think it'd be very hard. But, uh, well, yeah. it was it was give him the Brownlow now kind of. Yeah. You know, a month ago, before he had this this Injury. fracture, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get get some odds up now. I think the Bont is the favourite to mm-hmm. win it now with with uh, Butters sort of chasing. But I think he's yep. you still get a like a reasonable prize for him. Yeah. I'll, I'll just chase yeah. that up now. Got it here if you. Oh, you got it. Here you go. Yes, yeah. So the Bont's two dollars fifty. Dacos is still three dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Butters three games. And It'll be a definitely yeah. an interesting Brownlow show to see. Because he'll be so far out in front, and see if the guys can, yeah, can, can catch him. Can, can they? Can they reel him in, mm. or has he done enough? Uh, it'll be interesting. So Definitely, yeah, Pies yeah. uh, will play. I think it's Thursday night, so it's a, a pretty short turnaround for their game against Melbourne. That will be, you'd imagine, hundred thousand in at the G. Mm-hmm. Mm. A few sickies Friday, I reckon. <laughs> uh, Hawks Dockers don't need to talk too much about this one. Uh, very fitting result. Both of these are young teams. Both pretty inconsistent, but on their day look really good this year. I yeah. think they'll both get better next year. Joy Amos, yeah. booted 41 goals at the age of 20. He's a sharp shooter, only kicks 17 behinds. I think he'll really get better and better. Caleb Sarong and Andy Brayshaw finished one and two, although the other way around from what I said it. So Brayshaw finished. <laughs> no, for, no, that is the way they finished. <laughs> Sarong first in the AFL, 675 posies. He's 22. 671 for Andrew Brayshaw. He's 23. So moving mm. forward, when you've got, you know, two of the biggest ball magnets and a young key forward who's only going to get better over the next few years, f- things are looking pretty good for that team in the West. The other one, not sure. Mm. Uh, the Hawks, similar sort of boat. You know, Newcomb's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Finn McInnes, you know, tagging the fuck out of, out of a few players this year. Um, are probably lacking in, in their forward line moving moving forward. Um, you know, obviously lost Jack Gunston at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Luke Bruce is starting to age a little bit, so I think forward depth is going to be going to be interesting moving forward. Nothing wrong mm. with their backs. We saw James Sicily go ham a few weeks ago, um, and on their day, you know, can go and beat Collingwood. So yep. it'll be interesting for both those teams in t- 2024. Yeah. Ruse got a win. They they <laughs> lose the first lose pick, the first pick, which but is kind of big. Interesting, interesting. Uh, we'll talk. AFL draft, I suppose, in, in the coming months. But, uh, mm. yeah, they, they go out and, and win in, in Blundstone Arena in Hobart and that's what the Roos tend to do. Uh, Nick Larkey, got to talk about Nick Larkey, mm-hmm. kicks 71-24 uh, on the season. So he kicks 71 goals in a team that, mm. that won three games. That is highly impressive. You can imagine, um, yeah. you know, how many how many would have kicked if, if he was getting some good service and, yeah. and they were winning games. Mm-hmm. He was the most accurate of all the key forwards. Um, you know, it's like a th- nearly a three to one ratio for 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 his goals to to behind third in the Coleman, uh, and he's sort of coming into the prime now. So we, we just spoke about Jai Amos. He's mm-hmm. twenty four. You know, like sort of coming into that that mid to late twenties as a key forward. I think that's that's probably when you're going to be playing your best footy. Yep. Mm. Uh, who who is first in the Coleman? Well, Kerno uh, has got it, I think, because Tex went mental uh, last night. Yep. And we'll talk about that. Uh, is that live? No, so that's before the game. So get that a live. How, as, if well, Kerno's actually, kicked two, then it's his. He, I think he got it in the first quarter. I think, yeah. They, they're reporting it. He had it. Yeah. 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 So so uh, we'll talk. We'll run into it now. Uh, Eagles um, played the Crows last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles farewelling Shannon Hearn, Luke Shuey, Nick Nat didn't play, but but um, has retired. Uh, but it was the, all about the Texan. He booted nine. So yeah, Charlie was thinking, geez, I better go out there and, you know, kick a, kick a couple, make sure I get this 
this COVID. What a resurgence for mm-hmm. for the big Texan. Remember a few mm-hmm. years ago, like the COVID year, people were like, that. well, this you is his last retire. year. Yeah. He should retire. He's fucking washed <laughs> up, the rest of it. <laughs> Quick 40 old, old goals in uh, 21 and 22. It m- may have been a product of the team. Like uh, they, they were pretty bad that year. Yeah. And, he, of course, he's not getting the service, so he's, mm. he as well is not getting the goals. But um, they've definitely been better. Uh, we'll, we'll not make the finals this year, but they um, – <clears throat> much, like uh, much like Essendon started really yeah. well and then just sort of mid-season you, struggles. Yeah. So – but, you know, something to build on for next year. Definitely. Better than, than what it has been for the Crom uh, in a few – in the last few years. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we just skipped over the Suns. Mm. Got a new coach, Hardwick. Probably the biggest news. Um, I was going to run it from the from the Richmond chat from today, but let's mm-hmm. let's talk oh, about yeah. let's talk about it now. Yeah. So Dimmer, mm-hmm. uh, it's not it's not official, but it's official. No, it's official. It uh, is official. Official. So on Monday, he was announced um, as the the coach. He did a press conference. Yep. They talked. They talked to you know. Talked all about it. Yep. Got his six-year deal. Uh, yep. um, and I think the, the the main quote out of it was he he's gonna they're gonna well he's got he's got we're gonna win a premiership we're gonna win their first premiership and he reckons eighty percent of that premiership squad is already there. Like um, we're talking good good young groups. Yeah. Fuck. You you look at you know Matt Rowe when he gets going mm-hmm. Anderson Lukosius like they they've definitely got that that good young core yep. you know it would be good for that good young core oh i don't know maybe a three time norm smith medalist <laughs> and you know yeah he wants to get out of melbourne and go to queensland <laughs> so the yeah. richmond's adamant that dusty will be playing for the tigers next next i season. think that's his contract isn't it he's got one more year yeah so he would have to break his contract if it was to happen this year however dimmer's signed for you know, six. what's six? So, but Dusty's also not getting younger. No, um, I don't think Dusty's got six in him. But no. does he have one in Melbourne and two in the Gold Coast yes. left? Who knows? Talk talk about you know winding back the clock. He had thirty three in a goal today, and mm-hmm. through the first three quarters was looking like Richmond could have spoiled the party oh, yeah. for for Port Adelaide. Very very impressive. Um, it was Trent Cochin's final game. Amongst um, if you wouldn't mind chasing. Some some cochin numbers. Uh, what are the other games that we had, haven't covered? Lions beat the Saints. Saints. Yeah, Lions kind of struggled and at the Gabba as well. So, uh, which was a little bit surprising. It was a bit of a scrappy game, but they it's, did get the it's win. Kicking really. Yeah, not yes. nine goals eighteen. That that Danaher kick where he, he <laughs> right in front and he missed everything and sprayed it really far right, like mm. a terrible worst kick of the season. Um, uh, but the Lions. Did get the win, and I don't think they lost to the Gabba this season. Yeah, I d- they didn't confirm. There you go. So this is very, very Brisbane Lions, and luckily they'll get a mm. that game next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be at the Gabba against Port Adelaide. So you'd imagine it's all going to be about the the prelim and, and moving forward. This could be the year for Brisbane. It's true. This could be the year. You're yeah. not convinced, are you? Uh, well, you just re- reminded me that uh, a couple of years ago Port Adelaide went up there to the Gabba and beat, and beat, pre- yeah. beat the Lions where they it's, thought they were going to through to the final. So it's it's really it's the story of the Brisbane Lions over yeah. the last five years, isn't it? They have looked like that on their day they can beat anyone, especially the Gabba, can, yeah. beat, can beat anyone in the a, regular season. They've got the list. They've got the talent. Um, they just haven't been able to put it out put it all together and win one. And we were talking about their window and I'm not sure how much longer it can stay open is where we're at at this point. But yeah. See Devin Robinson last week and yeah. his shirt ripped off. I think everyone saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his fo- Instagram followers went up like three or four fold. He doubled, doubled. Doubled, was it? Yeah. Uh, a bit of mayo, threefold. Yeah. Uh, very, very funny. What did Brian Taylor say? We've got a front-end nude out here and he <laughs> is loving it. Trent Cochin, uh, back to the – we've really – 
there's not much structure here, but that's okay. Mm. Uh, going back to the Tigers, so mm. we're going to talk about Cochin's numbers. We're going to talk about Isaac Smith's numbers, and we're going to talk about Buddy's mm. numbers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so three-time um, flag winner uh, Trent Cochin, uh, he isn't playing any finals football because Richmond isn't playing any finals mm. football. Um, that's more it's interesting, like Richmond and Geelong is, as examples. Um, yeah, yeah a bit of a change in the guard uh, there a little bit in the NFL. Brownlow medal, 2012 for, for Cochin. Best and fairest, uh, 11, 12, 14. Multiple All-Australians. Uh, Richmond captain for 10 years, uh, including three premierships. Um, incredible, incredible career. Uh, unlucky, I think, for, for him. Unlucky for footy fans that he won't be uh, involved in this year's finals but has done it all um, and enjoy your retirement there, Trent Cochin. Mm-hmm. Isaac Smith, the other bloke that I want to sort of um, shout out. Uh, the, they didn't get the bickies uh, last night, the Dogs. Winning, uh, it seems like it will be all in vain, but uh, the Dogs did get the win last night. Isaac Smith, how's this? In your last game to have the most disposals, 36 disposals and a goal, 280 games, four premierships, three with the Hawks, one with the Cats, the Norm Smith medalist just last year, uh, and he's from the Riverina, which is essentially our area here. Uh, we're Canberra, but, you know, we'll fucking claim the Riverina. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's getting bigger. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Uh, so so uh, well done on on uh, an illustrious career, Isaac Smith, and mm. leaving on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last one. We have to talk about the Budweiser. Uh, didn't get the the win today against the D's, uh, and essentially we're just sort of talking about it because we haven't potted really since since the big news because yeah. he yeah. he retired effective immediately, uh, yep. nearly nearly a month ago. Um, but. Phew, the, maybe the last guy ever to kick a thousand goals. Probably the last guy ever yeah. given, given the modern game. When he did it, I think we said that that it's the way the game's played now, mm. that it's very unlikely that yeah. um, anyone will kick a, a thousand goals again, um, unless you know someone clones Tom Brady and decides to play <laughs> AFL and plays for twenty five <laughs> years and uh, has a good average. But it's Dustin Fletcher, but yeah. Tom Brady and kicks yeah. fucking sixty a season. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, but it's. Well, there's no current players that's even close. Yeah, like okay, it's know. like yeah. well, we haven't we're not doing and, Jack yeah. Rebel's numbers, which is a little bit unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it kicks seven fifty odd. Like yeah. there's yeah, there's yeah. no one. And Jack um, Josh Kennedy, sorry, retiring last mm-hmm. year again in the seven hundreds. Like it's it's an achievement yeah. to kick seven hundred now. So yeah. a thousand. It's it's. Unless there's some big change in the game, the way the game exactly, I think we said ebbs and flows the game. In 20, 30 years' time, maybe the game changes a little bit. Mm. The big tall up front's the meta, and everyone's um, kicking to him, clunking marks, and he's scoring goals. Like it's it's potentially possible, but the way AFL's played now, it's gonna gonna be a a big big challenge for anyone to be able to do that again. The Budweiser, I think. The, the call of him kicking 13, it was a regular season game, sure, it's against Kangaroos, but mm. um, the call when, when he kicked 13 and, you know, he's done it. Sometimes you just sit back and watch the show, you know, whatever the, the call was and um, the, the goal of the year um, when he when he's running down that, that left wing into the left flank and has four or five bounces, you shouldn't have a key forward that's got that pace and that yeah. silk with the, <laughs> with the balls. Um the, mm. That's able to do that. Uh, 
multiple premierships as a hawk. Never got it done with Sydney. It's maybe mm-hmm. the only sort of criticism. Although yeah. did play, they did make the final in yeah. two grand finals yeah. with with Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, look at look at that. Look at the credentials. Two time premiership player, eight time All Australian, four time. Coleman medal. You talk about kicking a thousand goals. Good, good luck to anyone yeah. kicking four. You know, getting four yeah, Coleman's, four yeah. leading, uh, leading into it. Six times for Hawthorne, seven times for Sydney as the leading goal kicker. Thirteen times he kicked the most goals for an AFL club. Yeah. Uh, it's just an illustrious career, and we may never see another one like him. And for us as well, in sort of sandwiched, you know, between mm. our our dad's generations of. You know, would have seen Plugger, Plugger and and, yeah. and Chief Dunstall and and these guys that just kick goals for fun and you know a hundred goal season was was the norm. norm yeah, to <laughs> sort of our generation where it's like, oh, buddy does buddy can do that. Buddy's kicked a hundred goals in a season, but yeah. no one else yeah. is able to to actually do it's that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is interesting, and and he may be the last great key forward. Um, that we see. So it finishes with 354 games, 1,066 goals. Buddy, we're a week late. A week late. We're a month late <laughs> on, on, on the ESCI, but uh, enjoy retirement and um, and mm-hmm. thank you for the memories. Mm-hmm. That's it. So to sum up the Blues-Giants uh, game, the Giants, of course, did win there. The live ladder for them to finish six was 45 points. So they didn't get that gap. Oh, they had so it there. Jesus they, Christ. They had it there for a little so bit. They finished but, seventh. So they finished seventh. Wow. So, so they, they were, were in six for a little while, but then yeah, they would have been very aware points. of that as well as the margin and there would be messages running out and, yeah. and you know, because now they miss out on a home final. It's, mm. it's That's big for next week. But, uh, so but huge, huge for uh, the finals, which we'll, we'll run through now. So yeah. we've already spoken about it, but Thursday night we'll see Collingwood take on Melbourne, uh, two, two big Melbourne big clubs, uh, one in sort of, Recent memory, you know, has won a flag and mm-hmm. has looked very, very good. And then, you know, Collingwood been, been the form team all year. Yep. We'll see 100,000, you'd imagine, at the G Thursday night. Uh, bookies have got the pies at $1.86. D's at two bucks. Um, Friday night will be Carlton. I had here before the game. Carlton versus Swans slash Dogs. It could have, could have been a, a plethora of, of options, but uh, it will be Carlton versus the Swans uh, on on Friday night. Monks, have you got the odds there? Because that's only would have just come out. Yep. Uh, Carlton's our favourites are $1.45. Swans are $2.78. Don't like being that short as a Carlton <laughs> fan, but anyways. And, then, and, and the Swans, they could show up. They could do a young list. Did I say Friday? Didn't. That's Saturday. That's a Saturday game. Saturday, yep. That's a Saturday game. Friday night is St Kilda and GWS. St Kilda getting the home uh, ground advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty tight for the books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same as uh, same odds as Collingwood Melbourne. They St Kilda are favourites a dollar eighty six, and GWS is a dollar ninety eight. Speaking of being short price favourites, Brisbane at home dollar forty three <laughs> against Port. Oh Dangerous. boy, that's Dangerous. a Saturday day game there. So yep. finals footy, we don't have long to wait. Uh, so, oh, yeah, very deliberate there from the AFL as well to have three primetime games as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, got to do that going into finals footy. Yeah, yeah got to play under lights uh, mm-hmm. or Gabba. Yeah, that'll wrap us up. The next time we talk about AFL, there'll be six teams left. Yeah, who do you think wins AFL? <sighs> I'm a Carlton fan, so, so I'm gunning. <laughs> so if you use your brain though, <laughs> I'm gunning for Carlton, obviously. Collingwood, and if you get some future markets up, I imagine Collingwood are, are the shortest favourites, even mm-hmm. with Dacos missing uh, for the foreseeable future. Mm. 
Don't rule out Melbourne, man. I actually think, yeah, Melbourne, because of all those teams, the have the most the guys that have done it most recently yeah finals experience they've got Gorn and Chark and Clary back playing footy and you know probably the best midfield in the comp Uh, you've you've always worried with with Melbourne and and not really having the key forward and trying to make Grundy do it this year but not Mm. really being able to Grundy said he's not doing that I'm not playing forward again yeah yeah I I think watch out for them I think Port Adelaide on their day we've spoken ad nauseum about Brisbane yeah Uh, I I think the Pies have Pies should, pies should, should win, win it. Should win. Watch out I've, for Melbourne. I think and I'm a, I'm a Blues out. fan, so nah, 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 nah. <laughs> What are the odds say? Collingwood, yep. maybe they're 350, are they? 350 for Collingwood. Uh, Lions are close behind them at 375. Uh, then we've got Brisbane at 450. Starts pulling away with Port Adelaide at six. Uh, Carlton at 950. And then GWS and Kilda and Sydney are all at 26. It's it's more open, I think, than we just spoke about mm. the NRL. Yeah. Where how really Brisbane or Penrith should win it, yeah. uh, barring some some kind of uh, sort of fun upset. It's, That's it. It's really that those those big four plus with a bit of Carlton's. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just throw a bit of Well, not not essentially biased. That, that's the they five, have been pretty good. In the yeah. back and that's the five year. teams under sing, that are single digits yeah. from the bookies. Yeah, considering Thank that we were talking about second um, <laughs> boss at the. Garbage uh, chat, that is. He, he, about, what was that, week six or something like that? Mm-hmm. They'd been doing pretty terrible. Um, they really turned it on um, post that. They yep. started kicking straight for a little while. So. Helps a little bit. It helps. Mm. They are kicking a lot straight off. All right. Uh, we've only got three, four sleeps until, until finals footy. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Love that. You know what else we don't have many sleeps till? Hit that button. But... Oh, he broke his ankles. Very, very smart in the way that they release TV shows and, you know, we spoke speaking about quarterback mm-hmm. on Netflix and, and <laughs> announced Joe Burr for next year and just getting, your, you know, the blood into the loins, if you will, for, for NFL <laughs> fans and sort of the drip feed, um, you know, blood yeah. blood in the loins, the drip feed for yep. for the, the hard knocks um, and, and following Rodgers and the, and the Jets and this defense that they've assembled. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how they go. Um I'm, mate. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. To go. We do have two weeks, but yep. it's it's almost like it's the the well, form the formalities are done. In, yeah, in preseason's the pre-season. done. Pre-season's it's over. cut week, and then we have our first games. Well, for us, it's Friday next week, um, but we're uh, under 14 days away, so that's the big thing. Let's just briefly run through the the preseason news. Uh, running backs, really, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and which teams that they've signed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, there was a Went lot of the chat that it could have been Miami. Jets end up getting him. Yep. Mm. Thoughts? Uh, uh, I think it's uh, you know solid kind of uh, pick in there. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Hall later if I remember him in the notes. Uh, but I think Hall back at uh, at, at um, training camp and through the preseason hasn't played, of course, but. Uh, he looks uh, very healthy and is still the elite talent he is. And I think Cook's just going to be a, a nice kind of cover and uh, filler when need. Because um, I think oh, I'll just say it now. I think uh, going into the season, they probably don't want Hall having 300, 250 touches. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think if they can target you know one hundred and fifty odd, and then if Cook can pick up you know fifty to one hundred himself, um, that's really what they they want. And I think he'll have more than fifty. 
Yeah, I think I'm saying in, in that kind of range is what I what I'm kind of allocating because mm. I think they'll pass the ball a lot more on this team than they did last in, year. In previous years, so, yes, I'd imagine yeah. they will. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, Michael Carter still has a good place for them on their team as their um, pass catching back. So um, I think he's going to have a decent role too. So I think Cook's more cover for Hall um, and you know ease Hall back in, get him through the season, and then he'll probably have 20 touches um, come playoff time where they, they, they want their best back out there, um, getting them all the yardage. What's the salary there? Not much, Fuck is all. it? Yeah. Eh. One mil. Uh, Base. With, uh, six with mil guaranteed. heaps of um, – um, There's incentives. Incentives, incentives yeah. to it. 1,250 rush yards. I don't think he's going to get that. No, not, not splitting no. the load. No. Uh, incredible that we've, we've spoken about it in in the last ep that we had, or, or possibly a few few eps before. The running back market is is dead at the moment. To have a guy, Dalvin Cook, who was in the NFL top hundred last year, he's in the best hundred players in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's making less than than a lot of kickers uh, make. It's it's not really fair, but at least he's he's with a team and and with a team that has got a good chance of, of going reasonably deep. Yep. Yeah. And Zeke uh, went to the Patriots. Similar role, do you think? Like being the number two to Ramondre, oh, or do you see yeah. do you see Zeke getting maybe more goal line work? Uh, well, I think he probably steals some of that goal line work. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then see what he roll kind of plays into that. Uh, Zeke was looking a little bit big coming into into, into camp, um, but uh, it'll be. You know, I, I think it was more a reflection on what they thought of Strong. Because um, I thought Strong was a little bit of a smoky to get some get some work, but uh, this is Pierre Strong we're talking about. He's yes. really RB three now. Yeah, he? exactly. He, he he's been downgraded, so they, they obviously thought they needed to do something in that room. Um, so we'll mm. see what Zeke can do for them. Jonathan Taylor, the big hasn't moved just yet, but yeah. uh, has, has trade, requested has, for a trade, ha, and they're allowing him to. Um, because it was denied a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, the GM was like over my dead body kind of yeah. thing. And, and then, then two weeks later it was like, well. Yeah, yeah. So this week they allowed him but they gave him a deadline till the 29th. Uh, Dolphins have, are the main ones. It sounds like they're happy to do because it will be a trade and deal. So they're happy mm. to pay him as well. Imagine um, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill yeah, and like, Jalen Waddle on the same yeah, offense. Yeah, because they were hot for <laughs> Cook and they – Got a lot of kind of um, above, you know, average to above average dudes on their roster at the moment. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're targeting him heavily. I think that's probably the most likely spot if he gets traded. Um, and I think that makes sense because I'm uh, pretty sure Kareem Hunt will go to the Colts as a replacement. Uh. How good is this search? You just search for Jonathan Taylor. Dennis Schroeder comes up. <laughs> Thanks. We know that we've, the Burns just lost Germany. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> other news, Josh Jacobs um, re-signed today. One, oh, it's official, yeah. Yeah, one-year yep. deal for 12 mil. I'm not – don't think that was his tag. Um, I think – I can't – because it wasn't reported as signing his franchise tag. It was reported as a one-year contract. But how about so. making 12 mil as a running back? Yeah. Everyone well, else is, you know, taking these million-dollar well, offers. Well, that's more than Barkley because Barkley got 10.6. Yeah. No, no, he got 11 point something because yeah. he got the, the one-mil bump over the that's tag. Right. So, um, But, yeah, they're again, on one-year deals though, they'll all be going back through free agency next year. Oh, it's so, wild. So, yeah. Um, and Chris Jones was interesting. He says he's not coming back till week eight. I didn't um, see that. Um, so, yeah, he's still holding out and hasn't been anywhere near And he's already mm. very highly paid. Right. Yes. Yeah, he got his deal a couple of years ago. But, you know, the league moves quickly. And does, he's it now, does. I guess, technically underpaid at his position. So. And arguably the best defensive lineman in the comp yeah. last year. Yeah. So, Both yeah. bases says high. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Looking to cash in. 
A hundred percent, and they probably do need to sort that out pretty quick. Yeah. You always see this, don't you, on a team full of superstars. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. three guys that were in the NFL top ten, obviously, with Kelsey mm-hmm. and, and Mahomes, yeah. and it starts being a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. Um, and we saw it's the know, reason for the salary cap. Salary cap. We, that's the reason for Brady taking pay cuts to yep. allow well players to players to stay around and yeah, actually look, earn a bit of money. Look at Rogers. He took a thirty-five mil um, pay cut. Um, added a, a I think an extra year and moved his salary and um, uh, managed to you know get his cap number down significantly. So they could sign dudes if needed. Um, Davin Cook being one of those. So uh, I think they're doing good. That's the big stories in terms of. Player movements and holdouts um, through the preseason. Uh, we're only just going to cover those ones because we're having a really big fantasy focus here uh, mm. in terms of looking at the best players, who to target, who to avoid in your upcoming fantasy drafts. If you've already mm. drafted, it's too early, guys. It's too early. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, preseason are on the end of the day, bro. And I'll still pay <laughs> if you're drafting right now as we speak. I'll allow it. I will allow it. <laughs> Uh, but this is the draft week, boys, for fantasy football. Really hard to explain to the wife the other day. Uh, she was asking about NFL drafts. I was like, oh, yeah, it's in April. It's in April. And can you do something next weekend? No, I can't. It's it's the NFL draft. And she's like, I thought you said it's in April. I said, no, 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 baby. It's a, <laughs> the, the, the big, the, the important the, the one. Port, the most one important for, draft. For nerds all around the world, <laughs> for football nerds, is, yeah. is next weekend, the fantasy draft. I've got number it's one. perfect timing. Number one pick. I've got the wooden well spoon. I'm going to get slapped in the ass. <laughs> um, it's, it's the big week is next weekend. <laughs> The way that we have done this is we're going the big offensive positions. Sorry, defenses and kickers, but no love. We're going to go quarterbacks into running backs, into receivers, into tight ends. I've done the write-up here for the quarterbacks. I've had three listed as elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, he's number one quarterback uh, pretty much everywhere for in terms of ADP, MVP, Super Bowl champ, arguably the most talented person to ever step foot on a football field. Problem is, you may have to pick him in the first round if you want Patrick Mahomes. Boys, what's your thoughts in terms of tactics? I don't know if first round quarterback is the best way to go. Maybe if you're on the you know in a snake draft and you've got yeah. sort of the ten, eleven, or the or the nine and the twelve, maybe you can maybe. be thinking about it. But yeah. uh, it's in a there's in a position many, that's very yeah. deep. Yeah, there's too many early, better options. It? And considering if you're playing, it's still ten or a twelve team yeah. league. Uh, that means that you, even if you pick the last quarterback, you'll still be picking the 10th or 12th best quarterback in in the draft. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure I picked the last starting quarterback last year mm. and it was Jalen Hurts in the ninth round. So you come pretty good there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, keep a league. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think you, you can definitely wait on quarterbacks and there's plenty of good talent. Um, you know, Again, yep. let's talk about Jalen Hurts. You could target him maybe as a third round. You get your starting wide receivers or an RB uh, wide receiver mm. to, you know, to kick you off. Um, I think going – QBs and in uh, round one is a uh, recipe for getting the wooden spoon. So, I think, you know, we play fantasy football for fun. Uh, yeah. If you're a, a Chiefs nut and and yeah. have, you know, you're, you're on that turn and you, you want to yeah, have – You'd be picking Kels in the first round. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that when we talk about tight ends. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's what you say if you're in that snake – Draft type situation, and you've already got maybe, some good keepers. Maybe you do it then you pair side. him up with Kels in the first, second round, yeah. or second, third round. And but there's just so many good options. In yeah, the mid. like you've it's a, or it it's depends a on deep, your keepers and stuff. Yeah. It's the you know it's quarterbacks. Everyone scores well. You can yeah you can go no quarterback and just. You pick Kirk str- Cousins, stream bro. someone, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and still do good. Like it's, we're, talking, yeah. we're talking about uh, 
Netflix showing quarterback. We're talking about my wife yeah. before. Yeah. The most, her favorite NFL player now, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen their their script writing ad? Big Kirko. Like, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Let's the go. Bum, you like that? Man. You like that, baby? <laughs> the chain and everything. Mm. So what? Well, Captain Kirk. So into who's your other eights? Elites. I've got Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So yep. Allen and Hurts. Now we, we're sort of looking back into the second round. So you've already gone for your elite RB or your elite receiver. Um, then if you wanted to start being bullish on on a quarterback, maybe you start thinking here, Allen, Allen or Hurts. Obviously, the best running quarterbacks in the um, in the NFL that aren't named Lamar Jackson, who we'll get to in a second. Mm. Jalen Hurts, 13 rushing touchdowns last year. Be hard to back that up again. We could see a regression there. His passing numbers could improve. Yes. That's the other thing. Like, like, so, so what he, you know, it's hard to rush for 13 you know, touchdowns as a quarterback. Uh, it helps when you squat fucking 600 pounds. Yeah. But, uh, it's <laughs> and, got, and you've got the best offensive line, line in the league. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so say he rushes for 10, 10. touchdowns and throws a few more. Well, yeah. yeah. You're set. Still breaking about even. So I, 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 I like Hurts. Um, I still just don't love quarterbacks probably th- around oh, three and earlier. Early. Yeah. yeah. And, and considering you just mentioned, you know, Lamar Jackson's maybe there more on a fourth or fifth. Um, and if you really want to take uh, a little bit more of a risk, you've got Justin Fields there mm-hmm. who had a, a lead back after the year and, you know, there's been some chat about him being in the MVP uh, conversation, which I think is probably uh, – a great extravagance. Like I, I don't think he's quite there um, uh, at this stage. Like as a passer to be, say, mm. the MVP, but uh, he's definitely developing, and um, you know he's more in that middle pack. I think that's a, a better kind of target, especially in fantasy world. Well, here I've got these middle quarterbacks. So mm. elite is mm. these guys are going to score week in week out. If they don't get hurt, they're going, they're going to be mm. top five, top six quarterbacks. The trade-off is you're giving up some elite running back or receiver talent. These guys maybe, for if you're a bit more cautious and want a very good quarterback, I've got Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields. Fields probably should be in this category if we're just talking about regular football. Not yet, at least. Not yet in his in his third season. Um, he's still developing as a passer. Hasn't been on a great offense over the last few years. But fantasy-wise, 1,140-odd rush yards last year and eight mm. rushing touchdowns. To take him in the fifth round, he he could be better this year. Yep. So, like you were saying, I think and they've got him more weapons. Him. So you, they've got him more weapons there. So he's either prime for a big year, um, uh, which is just see if he can capitalize. Running quarterbacks, none better than Lamar Jackson. He was hurt last year, so it's, there's risk, uh, obviously, when when injuries are uh, associated. But we're also talking about a league MVP and maybe the fastest. Um, I was nearly said running back. That was that was that was, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Uh, maybe the fastest quarterback of all time. The ceiling could be huge. We we could be looking at mm. top yep. two fantasy fantasy quarterback if Lamar stays healthy. Yeah, definitely. And again, they've gone away. They've got him some extra talent. Um, to, to, to pass through to help with. Um, Dobbins is hopefully back mm-hmm. um, healthy. So, yeah, it's it could be a Lamar Jackson season. Um, and they paid the man, so I yeah. think he's happy. <laughs> so he, he might be the fastest ever. He's the most. He's the highest paid quarterback <laughs> ever if, if, uh, if he sees out the contract. Uh, then two very different quarterbacks um, and both coming off different seasons. So mm-hmm. Joey Burrow, um, very, very solid last year. Um there's no reason why Cincinnati doesn't win their division and go go deep. Um, obviously, playoffs doesn't matter, but 
you know, a team that wins and plays well and Joey Burrow throws for three or four touchdowns week mm. in, week out. Uh, very solid option there. Justin he, Herbert. He, on just, he just doesn't give you anything with the legs. <laughs> nothing with I, the legs. I think the, the 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 main that funny stat was Mac Jones had more rush yards than him last season. So yeah, but having said that, he he can throw bulk touchdowns. Big time. A guy coming off a different season, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Pretty down year last year. I think he finished his quarterback eleven. Yeah, uh, which he's mm-hmm. better than that. Still an elite, Alan, um, elite talent. He didn't have his receivers uh, for healthy, it, healthy so. for a lot of last year. Uh, reasonable target in the fifth round. Yep. I've got one guy here listed as a solid pick. I think Trevor Lawrence, I think, again, will be better this year. Um, in his sophomore year last year, he actually looked like the franchise quarterback. He looked like mm-hmm. the number one overall mm-hmm. pick after a very shaky rookie season. Um, and if you want to go Trevor over the other guys I've listed as solid mm-hmm. – in Tua or Dak or Cousins, he rushed for five touchdowns. He gives you a little bit with the legs yep. that these these other three don't really give you. And again, went out and got some more weapons for him. So mm. yeah, that offense will be good. This yeah, year. I agree. Could be anything. We're talking low floor. We're talking high ceiling, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just for the massage table. Talking <laughs> 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 about Deshaun Watson here. Okay, he looked. Let's be honest. He looked ordinary in his six games for Cleveland yeah, he was last very year. Rusty. Uh, very, very rusty. He's going to have a full season at it this year. Uh, He's looked way better in preseason as well. He could. He really could be anything. Cleveland could be anything. Uh, this is a this is a risk pick. Yep. This is a could be top three quarterback. Could be not in the top fifteen. Yep. So a risk pick. Then some question marks. We're starting to look at more deeper leagues. You know, twelve team league, sixteen team league. Um, I've got Rogers. You know, got the Green Bay hat on. I, I don't hate the man. You know. Mm-hmm. Go and do your thing. He got treated like shit by all accounts uh, in his last few years at Green Bay. Um, looking good on hard knocks. Look like he's gelling. He's going to have Garrett Wilson who who could be, you know, an, an elite, elite talent this mm-hmm. year. Uh, but it is a new system and he's old and he looked old last year. So caution. Yeah. It's not a super different system because, of course, he's got Nathaniel Hackett over there. Yeah, but, he's, he's old, uh, OC. Yeah. Um, but it's – you're, you're right, he did look old, but uh, it's – we'll see whether, you know, better receiving talent uh, is probably the big one, uh, whether that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, he's got a plethora of good running backs there. Yeah, Tom, Tom will tell on, on uh, whether Rogers can be Rogers of old. And I've got two guys who came off really good years, in, especially fantasy-wise. Jeno Smith was quarterback five, I think. Danny Jones was quarterback nine or ten. Yep, last, he ran a lot last year. Well, Danny Jones yeah. had comparable numbers to Josh Allen running yes. last year. Seven hundred eight yards, rush yards, seven touchdowns. He just can't throw the ball. <laughs> and can he do that again? <laughs> I, you know, we talk about emulating, and we talk about Jalen Hurts before. Yeah, I mm. think Hurts is is unlikely to have thirteen rushing touchdowns, but he'll be fine in mm-hmm. terms of rushing. I yep. highly doubt that Daniel Jones has the same effect with his leg this year. Yeah. Mm. Having said that, you know they. They've got a, a couple of weapons for him. They've got Darren Waller. His receiving crew doesn't look crash hot, so he might need to, to do a bit yeah, with his I legs. Think, is it Jalen Hyatt, the, the rookie wide yeah. receiver? Yeah. I think he's kind of perfect fit for that team because he's a speeds the deep threat. So, you know, take the top off and Daniel can run underneath if he needs to. So um, if that's the game plan, if Waller's not open, <laughs> pull it down and, and run with it. Um, so it's he's not a, not a bad pick there. And Geno, Geno, 
a highly doubt he'd be quarterback five, but good on him. Mm. Uh, unbelievable Cinderella mm. story. Yeah. They've um, got him more wide receiver talent as well. Yeah. Smith and Jigborough too. So JSN, they they could could be look looking uh, looking like a, a reasonable offensive unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then outside of those names, if you're drafting anyone else, um can't can't imagine it must be a really deep league. Yeah. Well the the, the one that I think that you missed the the biggest risk of the all, but maybe the biggest reward. Uh, Anthony Richardson. I like it. I like I mean, it. He's he could be running for eight hundred yards this year <laughs> or more. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's he's an absolute unit. Um, I've actually been really impressed. Yeah, we knew his arm strength, but it's an absolute cannon. Mm. Um, I don't think the Colts will be any good this year, especially if they trade away um, JT. Um, but he, if they do trade away JT, he's the offense. So, uh, and they've named him starting QB one. Um, if he plays a full year, I could see him you know, doing a thousand yards rushing and maybe three thousand passing. So. Oh, I don't reckon he passes for three thousand. I think he can go close. If he if if he puts up those numbers, that's mm-hmm. that's, a, that's real good. His yeah. his ADP is fifteen, so right between Gino and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're yeah. in some kind of keeping league or yeah, dynasty well, or anything like that, again, that's yeah. pr- that's a different story. You, Anthony Richardson, go go go! Yeah, he, he could be you know tenth round or later, so mm-hmm. you, you definitely mm-hmm. can take a risk on him there. Jared Goff, mm-hmm. just while we're at it. High-powered offense this year. That well, the, the, the Lions are the shortest to win the NFC North. Yeah, and you, you even yeah. talk about Matthew Stafford if he's healthy, and plays a full season with Cooper Cup. Like, there, there's plenty of options in the QB room um, for for starting QBs that are as long as they play the whole year. Like, it feels to mm. me that the summation mm. is Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. If you've got to take him early, <laughs> beware yeah. because yeah. You're, you're giving up a, a big talent. Yes. Yep. It's very deep. Um, if you want to just go, you know, somewhere in the fifth round, for example, and get a Burrow or a Jackson yeah. or a Fields, you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're really leaving it late, it there starts to become a, a few question marks. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson could be anything. Keeper league, you're smashing Anthony Richardson. Yep. Yep. Into the running backs? Yes. Yeah. And uh, – I think, like the NFL, you should be devaluing running backs. Get away, <laughs> get away. Um, and it's actually quite interesting because I went through the wide receivers today and um, the way the the way I group kind of went through them and was kind of looking at the groupings, um, I think, you know, the and I'll talk about the wide receivers in a minute, but the, the top 20 wide receivers, you can pick them and you've got no issues. Um, whereas I think you may be missing out on those really good guys if you pick in the running backs – I think there's more options, say, in the middle of the draft for running backs than there has in recent years mm-hmm. because of the committee systems, whereas I think when you get into the back end and, you know, middle to back end of the wide receiver market, you're kind of missing out because you're now into, you know, the uh, wide receiver threes and fours and you kind of probably wanted a one and two earlier, whereas I think you can get a good committee guy that catches passes um, and uh, get a get enough out of it. So I, I think st- structuring it as, you know, you focus on getting two RBs that you're happy with and then getting heaps of wide receivers is probably where I think fantasy is going at the moment. It's, you know, that's the way the league wants to go. They want to pass and throw touchdowns. Um, so having said that, uh, my big av- avoiding list at the moment, um, I've got McCaffrey probably because a lot of people are picking one and on my previous thing, so that statement mm. I think you should be picking Jefferson one, um, take the wide receivers. I'm interested in how the 49ers team makeup is going to be put together. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do have a lot of mouths to feed. They did split a lot of work with Mitchell when he's healthy. Also big question mark. Um, so that's my kind of reasons for avoiding McCaffrey. We're talking about Jonathan Taylor, why you'd be avoiding him at the moment. Um, 
just uncertainty. If he gets traded to Finns, I think he can start bringing back into that conversation because I think he's got a huge role there. Um, and with CMC, when you say avoid, like he's top three in most projections. Yeah. So say you've got pick six and CMC or, or more on, towards the back of the first and you're the still board, there. You're happy, happy yeah. there. Yeah, and, and if there's been a run on wide receivers and yeah. you're like you, yeah. you're looking at um, – you're looking at a, a guy kind of there that you're not really that comfortable with, mm. um, then, yeah, th- that's the pick. But I think is you In know, terms of avoid, if you've got the pick one in your draft, you're, yeah. you're going Jefferson. Yeah, I'm going wide receiver all day, yeah. um, all day of the week. Because um, I think I think that's – well, it depends. It depends on the drafts. I think that I feel like there's going to be more run on wide receivers, uh, especially for the first and second round, which might slide the running backs down all completely. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, every draft's a little bit different. Um, Robinson um, fading because I think it's just his ADP is just way too high uh, for for a rookie running back. Um, what is his ADP? Uh, you look at uh, where CDH um, CD CEH mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. A few years ago, you know, kind of same sort of hype and um, you know, hit that rookie wall. The big issue with Robinson is they have so much mouths to feed in that mm. running game over there at the moment that it's going to be um, a challenge. Like I don't think as first round you're getting a twelve hundred rusher investment. Guaranteed. Ooh, no, not guaranteed. No. Yeah, yeah. So, because, uh, you know, uh, Algier got um, uh, a thousand, over a thousand last year, still have Patterson there. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to eat into his workload a little bit. Um, so I, I yeah. just don't think he'll get to that kind of kind of level. His ADP is running back four. So overall, yeah. that's like pick six, pick seven. Yeah. And again, do you think that's too early? Yeah. For a rookie running back, yes. Um, uh, and where the wide receiver again, wide receivers are mm-hmm. picking those guys instead. Um, yeah, I feel like Saquon, I had him in as a void at the moment. Um, again, because you have to pick him really early. He has signed, he does play really well for the Giants, had had mm. um, played really well last year. I just feel at this stage there might be a regression. Um, I feel like that team wants to go more Daniel Jones, less Saquon, uh, with the, you know, the way the media's kind of kind of played out. And, you know, I, th- I think you'd be fine picking him in the first round. I'm just saying I'm be avoiding him at the moment, again, targeting wide receivers. You like a Derrick Henry or a Tony Pollard over a Saquon, which rolls us into? I'm not sure about Henry overall. I'm not sure if I put a note in there about Henry. Especially PPR. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I've got well, that's what, yeah, Saquon's sort of that. Yeah, I, 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 feel like, I feel like what I've got now is, you know, if you're picking early – but you're kind of picking end of first round, end of second, oh, start of second, sorry, is where I'm thinking you about these kind of running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Eckler is a, is a great pick there. Do think he's going to have a t- touchdown regression. I don't think they can keep up that bad pace for touchdowns. Yeah, he had 18 touchdowns last year, yeah. so you, yeah. you'd be surprised. He also had 107 receptions. Yes. So, he, again, you'd think could regress. But mm. when we talk about regressions, he was fantasy running back number one um, last year. Yes. He could regress to being like three. Or he could still be yeah. one. He could again, be one again, again, yeah. but also not score as many <laughs> points as he did last year. I just, I just think that the offense is trying. They're trying to change the way they play, um, uh, and you know, having healthy receivers will eliminate a lot of those checkdowns. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think he's in for a regression, but I still think he's going to get get his. Uh, I've been actually really interested with um, uh, Joshua Kelly. There, he's been playing really well in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Whether you know he'll start eating into his workload a little bit. With Eckler talking about contract and, you know, how teams like to uh, – I wonder if he's going to get Melvin Gordon is what I'm at where, you know, 
doesn't play as well or holds out a little bit and then the new young guy comes in, takes his spot and then away he goes. So, um, off, the top, but, off the top of your head, what's the size difference between – Oh, Ke- massive. Yeah, so Kelly's quite quite more, a – More traditional. Traditional size. Uh, 5'11", yeah, 212, 212, so a, a little bit bigger than Eckler. So when we think of Eckler, obviously in PPR, uh, an absolute stud because he catches he's so much, passes, so yeah. many football. And not He's bigger. It's not It's not, it's night, not night and day, yeah. night and day. But, yeah, when we think – It's more of, an age thing. Guys, and goal line work. And like Eckler is – what's that? Is that 20? 28. So, yeah. You know, and we see running backs. That's, back, that's that, old for running backs. Well, so. that's actually the, the drop-off oh, age yes. is 28, 29 yeah. for running backs. Yeah. So he's right on the cusp there. Mm-hmm. So Derek, you said Derek Henry before. He's 28. Um, I think you're probably fine picking Derek Henry, you know, early second, uh, late first uh, if he's there. Uh, you still got a question. Is like when's the workload going to catch up with him? Um, Spears, the rookies, looks really good. And I think he's, again, an excellent handcuff um, there for Henry. Um of course, I love Nick Chubb. He's always going to be uh, a monster there. I think with Hurts um, gone, I think he's in for a monster kind of role. Hunt, Hunt, Hunt sorry. Um, Hunt gone um, in for a monster role, but I don't think he picks up, say, all the receptions that Hunt was getting. Um, I think they mm. want Ford to kind of fill that role, but whether that happens or not, because Ford's been dealing with hamstring all preseason. Um, Nick Chubb had 27 receptions last year. So if you're in a PPR league, that's something to consider. Yeah. You also have to think he had 12 rushing touchdowns and 1,500 yeah, rushing yeah, yards. Yeah. In terms of pure runners, uh, possibly the best in the in the NFL. Yeah. Well, him and, him and Henry are kind of mm. that spot. And then I guess they get to Josh Jacobs. And they, I said my notes, it depends um, on the team, uh, maybe in void until you know where he's playing. He's playing for the Raiders. Uh, they've got Jimmy G. They're going to hand the ball off a fuckload. So um, I expect a big workload for him as well. Again, I think he's in that nice spot with these kind of guys around that late first, early second. He was running back three in fantasy football last year, and I think twelve on the on the um, top one hundred. So uh, an absolute rusher, of course, elite yeah. year for for Josh Jacobs last year. He had yeah leading rusher sixteen hundred and fifty three rush yards. So then those early rounds, we're talking like two, three, four kind of space. Um, at the moment, I'm avoiding Hall just because of the injury. Like he's actually looked really. I said it before, he looked really good in training camp. Um, again, Dalvin Cook's there, so I think that's actually affected his ADP a little bit. If he's sliding, then pick him because he's, he's back into the Valley kind of territory. Um, uh, but I wouldn't take him uh, super early. I'd let him slide a little bit. What is the ADP for Brace Hall at the moment? I think he dropped two that's rounds. That's a great question. What I've seen. 16. 16. Yeah. Running back 16. Everything seems to be frozen. So seems, to, seems to be – like reasonable, I would think at, at sixteen, you wouldn't want to go much. Like he's around mm. Jameer Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders. Yeah, but if uh, if you go overall, um, can you give me where that is uh, in terms of rounds? rounds? Oh, yeah, overall. Yeah. Just uh, give me what his number is. Fourth round, I would think there. Yeah, if he's in the forties, fourth round, that's probably doable. Oh, that's not the right. Hall. <laughs> you search for <laughs> Hall, and you got Terrace Marshall, two hundred twenty-five receiver for Carolina. Search for Brees. You'll have better. There you go. go. Uh, Pick 52. Fifth round. Yeah. Sixth round. Um, But, yes, that's a – he slid a little bit already Mm because of Dalvin Cook. And that's probably great value at that kind of spot if he's getting down there because I think he will still have his resurgence. And like I said, I think he's going to get, you know, probably less touches overall, but um, I think he can still be dynamic with them. Also, any mm. keeper leagues, the bloke's 22, um, yeah. elite talent. So if you're in a league where you can keep, that changes things a little bit. You want to go a little bit earlier. Yeah. 
Aaron Jones, I just have concerns about the the Packers team uh, at the moment and what kind of his role is. Again, 28, hitting that, <laughs> hitting that number. Right on that age. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like his ADP, again, uh, overall is still a little bit higher. So if he slides, then I, I'd consider him. But at the moment, uh, I'd be avoiding mm-hmm. him because, uh, again, I think there's a couple more options better at in and around where he is. Um, and Travis Entian was the other one. I'm kind of 50-50 on him. He hasn't played much preseason, which is good. Mm-hmm. means he's mm-hmm. the num- number one guy. Tank, though, is the big concern. He's played a lot of preseason and been really good. You know, has that kind of size and he's got the name, of course. He's going <laughs> to – will he steal goal line attempts? Looking likely. Mm. Um, so just whether how much of his impact will be on Travis. So I've kind of 50-50 at the moment. And it might depend on, you know, what kind of round he's falling into um, in the draft for me to pick him. Of all the mid-round rookies, the hype around Tank Bigsby might be the highest. Mm. Yep. So, again – Travis Etienne, maybe, maybe uh, caution. Aaron mm. Jones, I'm not sure. I am, Pac- I am a Packers fan, <laughs> but it, here's the argument for Aaron Jones. They lose Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They're going to pass the ball less with with Jordan Love under centre. Maybe. Sure. No, that's kind of good. I don't know what the team, what they're going to do in that. You team. would think. You'd also think the offence probably isn't going to be quite as good and it struggled. Yes. Last year. Yes. And mm. goal line-wise, he, he caught a few touchdowns. I think he, he rushed for like three touchdowns last year. Yeah. And you've got, of course, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, still the quad, quadzilla goal, goal line yeah. work. So, 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 so my concern is more that, you know, what's his going role going to be in that mm. team, what that team's going to be like. It, it'll be, you know, kind of interesting. And uh, I feel like there's probably better targets in that kind of space. And those, you know, the two I've got there is uh, Mixon and Gibbs. Mm. Um, I think Mixon's kind of clicked out. He's RB1. No one's really been challenging him mm. um, in this uh, preseason to try and replace P. Ryan who went to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think Mixon's in for a huge role there, a massive role. So I'd be all over Mixon. He's running back 10. Yeah. I, I think that's valuable. I'm going to yeah, agree I, with you on that I think one. That, I think I think he's being undervalued. Yeah. My question, he's going to be a good offense. Yeah, okay. My question though for him is he's another one of those running backs that got a one-year deal and they might potentially try to move him. So, you know, you don't know what it is long-term, but at the moment it's he's going to be with the Bengals and they're going to stick by him. I think there hasn't been really too many challenges to him. I do really love Chase Brown. I have him in my rook, rookie section. I think he's an elite talent. Um, he just He's had a really average um, uh, preseason, but I think he can, you know, steal some work as that. P. Ryan replacement, get in on third down, catch a couple passes and see whether he can start to take over Mixon's role and maybe that makes Mixon ex- expendable. But for this season, I don't think that's the case. I think Mixon's got, got that locked up and, and it might be unlikely the rookie takes it this year. Maybe that's a next year problem. Jameer Gibbs, you reckon uh, of the high, you know, first round rookies, mm. um, you, you reckon maybe preferencing Gibbs uh, even compared to Bijan? Uh, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, I, because I think he's in a better spot, like for picking value round, wise, value wise, and where you could target him, and then the role he's probably going to have in that team. So he's not going to replace Jamal Williams, who's gone to um, New Orleans, New Orleans um, to go over there for the Saints. Uh, I think who is it? Is it Montgomery that's there? David Montgomery coming from yeah. Chicago. DeAndre Swift goes to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like he's going to be fill in that Swift uh, role more. 
mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully be a healthier version of that. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, and that's my concern is that Swift was really highly touted as a as a running back, especially in fantasy terms yeah. because of yeah. his his ball catching ability. Does Gibbs fizzle in the way that Swift sort of fizzled? Well, Swift was handy, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. So, you know, you, you probably don't say Gibbs is going to be Swift. You maybe want it the other way around is, mm. uh, you know, Swift dealt with concussions and had mm. some issues with that. Whereas I think, you know, Gibbs hasn't had any of that kind of concerns. If he stays healthy, you know, those games where Swift was elite, that's the potential you could be getting with Gibbs on a more regular basis. Because mm. um, I don't think as well that Montgomery um, is going to get the same amount of goal line work that, say, Williams did mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In, in last season and get well, all yeah, those touchdowns. I think he rushed for 18 touchdowns, didn't yeah. he, last year? Yeah, that? Uh, but that's also a product of Swift missing a lot of games. So yep. I, I feel like, again, great value there. I think he's going to fit the – Perfectly, he's been excellent through preseason. Um, you know all the training camp stuff, and he looks uh, um, like electric with the ball in his hands. I think with the way the offense, the way they're going to play, um, he's going to catch a lot of passes and blow people out of the water. Five foot nine, two hundred pound running back who ran a four three six. So, like you say, goal line work. Yeah, maybe Montgomery catching 50, 60, 70. Balls yep. definitely not out of uh, out of the realm of possibility for Jameer Gibbs. Yep, that's. Uh, I think he could still be a thousand yard rusher as well. Mm. Um, like maybe he just ticks over it, but uh, I think he'll score some some on the ground. But I think he'll catch a lot of balls, which is the valley, the valley there. Into the middle of the pack, running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not a big fan of the KC backfield. Yeah, just not loving it at the moment because um, Pacheco's coming back from the injury, um, hasn't been trained too much, and. Not sure what long-term, you know, they're going to plan to do there. You know, um, Edwards Allaire is kind of there and kind of in and out and not sure on that. And then uh, I like McKinley the most out of a lot of them for, for that reason. He kind of fits that, that mode. Uh, yes, um, that uh, offensive style last year. I think he catched over 50 balls and – Scored a bunch you know, of receiving touchdowns. touchdowns. Like, That's I, it. I think yeah. it kind of fits, you know, what they want to do where – uh, you know, three wide receivers have Kelsey in there and then have the running back standing yeah. next to the, the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll get a lot of touches and in the late rounds, like deep in the late rounds, um, I think he's got a lot of value there. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd avoid most of the KC back, backfield except for mm. um, Jerick uh, late in the rounds. That's it. I mean, yeah, KC is obviously pass first offense. And if Kelsey they're running, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they're running, Mahomes is just as well. Is, yeah. Just a chance of running the ball as anyone else. So, mm-hmm. McKinnon's yeah. receiving stats. Yes, uh, last year, fifty-six catches, five hundred and twelve yards, nine touchdowns—the most amongst running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you probably think regression a little bit, but I think there's just a role for him in that offense that they will be very good. Um, mm. So I'm kind of fifty-fifty on the Rams uh, backfield. Well, I'm fifty-fifty on Cam Akers and uh, Alex Madison at the moment. Whether Madison can replace Dalvin Cook, he's not the elite kind of specimen that Dalvin Cook is, but he's been pretty good at filling in for him. Uh, he's going to have a role of that team. They're treating him as RB1. I'm just, yeah, again, 50-50 because when you pick him, are you getting Dalvin Cook kind of numbers or probably not, and that's why he's going middle of the pack. I don't think but you think, are getting Dalvin Cook, and yeah. I think the proof's been in the pudding over the last few years when Cook's been out mm. and it's all been, oh, smash Madison – He's good. Yeah. Like he's he's okay, yeah, but he's he's not no. Dalvin Cook. No, 
and Cam Akers, I'm just not sure of what he means for that team because yeah, he's in and, in and out. Yeah. But he, yep. he had an elite back half of the season last year when they kind of committed to him. Um, they really haven't got much options behind him. He hasn't played much pre – well, the Rams don't play stars in preseason. Um, and, mm. you know, he's a starter, so he hasn't been playing. So that's a good sign, I guess. Um, I think it might depend a little bit on how healthy that Rams team is. But if it's back to a healthy team that won a Super Bowl two years ago, then uh, I think he's a – could be a good value, but he's kind of 50 feet. I'm toss-up there at the moment uh, with, with Cam Akers. And then picking you've got? I don't know. The, and this is what I was saying. I think the middle kind of section here is great value. You've got mm. James Conner, Jafonte Williams, Alvin Kamara, Antonio mm. Gibson. And why do you target all those guys? Because they're all going to catch a fuckload of balls. So um, I think Kamara's got these three-game suspension, which – Realistically, is nothing. So if you can get Kamara in the middle middle of the pack there, mm. he really doesn't have much competition there. I'm not sure Williams is going to steal that much ball from him anyway. Not much receiving at yeah, least. I, Maybe if you go on. Yeah. Kamara, you know, they've got Derek, Cook, uh, Derek Carr, sorry, there um, as the, the quarterback. I think Kamara's going to get heaps of work. I think Gibson kind of fitting in um, to the McKinnon uh, role uh, there because they've got, what is it, Eric um, – Bellamy, no, it's not, it's not a Bellamy. Uh, he's got the, they've got the the Washington Commanders. I say is the Chiefs. Oh, Eric the enemy. The enemy, yes. Eric the mm. enemy is there, and I feel like Gibson can fill in that role. James Conner's got no one behind him. He catches a bunch of balls as long mm-hmm. as he stays healthy. And Javante mm. Williams, uh, he does have P Ryan behind him, but he looked pretty good in preseason, so I'm a bit confident on that. And then I'm kind of back on 50-50 on, on White, um, Rashad White there from Tampa Bay. Uh, my He did catch 50 balls last year, which is a really good stat. Mm. But then you got to remember he couldn't outplay Fournette. He got bench, benched a lot. He has been made RB1, but I'm just not sure if he has the talent to um, take it to the next level and actually uh, have all the all the um, the talent. So. He, he's the riskiest. So, sorry, yeah. Monster, um, oh, yeah. He, he's the riskiest out of all of them, but I think the the ceiling is quite high yes, yes. For, yeah. for, for Rashad. You yeah. Say? Um, yeah. I even going to like probably foreshadowing uh, wide receivers. Like I'd probably be avoiding or picking late rounds for most Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, like yeah. That offense with quarterback. Oh, sort of, the, I've said the same thing. When we yeah. Wide receivers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Like I don't think they're going to be as an explosive offense, um, not as a productive offense this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sleepers have changed a little bit uh, because <laughs> they got blown out a lot. Well, two of those teams have, have changed a fair bit. Well, three of them all, uh, in total. So James Cook, were, I got James Cook and Damian Harris. Harris has been hurt and hasn't played at all in the preseason, but I think he's got a pretty good role there. Um, it looks like James Cook at this stage will be RB1 for them and will get a lot of balls and play in a very similar, you know, they'll go three, four wide um, regularly over there, the Bills, and he'll be the one running back in there. Uh, but I feel like Harris, again, if he can stay healthy, can recapture some form from like two years ago um, and uh, be a dominant rusher, which is kind of what Bills have needed. So mm. it, it'll be interesting. So I kind of like them for different reasons, um, but they're going late enough that uh, you can probably take a flyer on them. Um, although I had Michael Carr there, if no Davin Cook, but Davin Cook there kind of makes it a bit hard. I'd be interested in probably draft him, and I don't think anyone – probably will too much, but you can watch and see what his role is. He could still have a, you know, a third down running back pass catching kind of role and see how he, he fits in there, especially if Hall starts late and Cooks doesn't have enough. Um, he might have some value there. 
Then I had Zamir White and Pierre Strong, and both of those have kind of been blown out of the water because uh, White <laughs> would have been RB1 with no Jacobs, but Jacobs is back. And Strong, I th- there was some kind of inkling there with, you know, uh, uh, Billy B likes to rotate his running backs, um, whether he could take over that role a little bit. But then they brought Zeke in to kind of you know, fill in there. So I think he's kind of fallen out there. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And I think I covered the running, the rooks that I liked, you know, Tank, um, Chase Brown's in there. Uh, the others really haven't done too much in in special teams. Oh, and Spears. Spears is another. Uh, if you get Henry Peru pick Spears as your handcuff in the back there. I think there's a couple that are worth mentioning. I think Zach Charbonnet at uh, at Seattle uh, as a as a handcuff to Kenny Walker, mm-hmm. and by his own merits, he's the, he was the third running back taken yeah. in this in this group. Could definitely uh, do do a bit. And Chicago have got Khalil Herbert listed as RB yeah, one at the moment. Uh, Roshan Johnson, the fourth rounder, uh, could definitely uh, yeah. have a bit of a role there in Chicago. Agree, but. Again, hasn't done too much in the preseason. We're talking late. We're talking late round here, yeah, and yeah. Keep, and obviously keeper rounds. Cha- yeah, exactly, uh, keeper exactly. leagues change things a little bit. Yeah. Let's roll into the wide receivers. Um, you'd think top end, mm. you, you can't go wrong. Although there's a few to just be caution. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I looked at the top twenty list and was like, you pick any of these guys, and you'd mm. be you'd be set. So um, they're all going to have uh, you know potentially big years. Um, uh, of course, you know, if you pick an earlier like uh, Jefferson Chase and Hill is kind of, the, the, you know, those top kind of three guys there. Um, I do have a – out of the 20, the only one that kind of worried me was probably um, Cup. Uh, again, you know, coming off last season and he needs Stafford. <laughs> They're the, the big things. Um, uh, if he's healthy and he's got Stafford, it could be all sorts and um, he'd be worth the pick. I just – Scares me if you're picking him early in the first round, based on those two factors um, at the moment. So you know a little bit of worry there, but otherwise I'm I'm pretty pretty all happy uh, with the the wide, early wide receivers. News is Stafford should be good for week one, plagued by elbow and back problems last mm-hmm. year. Um, agreed. A little bit of caution around Cooper. Love Jefferson. Love Chase. Love Hill. Um, you're going to have to go early though uh, with with all of them, obviously. Yep. Uh, what about Devontae? Thoughts? Which Devontae? Adams? Um, Jimmy G. He's still an elite route runner. I've Again, I'm not too mm. worried. I think he's going to get his um, and uh, be fine. May You've got him there listed as wide receiver three maybe. That's, that's last year's. I think his ADP is slightly lower. lower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I think that's probably a good reflection. Um, he doesn't have his best mate in Derek Carr at the moment. So uh, I'm happy with, uh, with that. So... Um, I think he's still going to get his. I think he'll still get a thousand yards and still get a bunch of touchdowns because they really don't have a lot of other options. Yeah, I agree. Mm. They, you know, Jimmy G's got to throw to someone, and it's most likely going to be him. Yep, I think late first round, early second. Devante's no dramas there. Uh, early rounds, yeah. Garrett Wilson, Waddle, um, Olave, like again, uh, all all great going into second. They're all second years, aren't they? All third years. Uh, Waddle's third, Alave yeah. Wilson a second. Second, like again, young talent, big him. You got no issues there. Um, I think just don't forget about Devontae Smith. I think he's um, again he's in that offense. He was really good last year, and I think he can take another step. And you know, um, all on the Eagles to go deep again and probably repeat their um, repeat what they did last year and even be better potentially. So I'm looking um, for them to take a big leap. 
Um, the one that does worry me a little bit is probably Keenan Allen. Um, he's getting a bit older. He has had hamstring injuries. You know, he got a little bit of risk there. But when he's healthy in plays, elite. So, you know, you got to uh, flip that coin when you're picking him. I think his ADP is sort of reflecting that as well. Got him uh, as wide receiver 20-ish, whereas uh, the, the aforementioned all going a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. But middle, that's the other rounds. Middle but, of the pack, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he's been getting all the hype preseason. Mm. Um, caught another touchdown. Touchdown, a big pass today. Um, you know, looking very good and has fit into that offense really well. Um, McLaurin uh, got turf toe, toe at the moment. Uh, but he's been looking really good. And Dodson actually has been showing out during preseason. He's good. And mm. um, is it Sam uh, Howell? Howell. Howell, Howell um, is going to be their QB1. And he's been looking really good during preseason. Mm. So if they can keep mm. that form going into the regular season, I think you'd pick either of those two guys uh, in the middle of the pack and you'd be right. Uh, I feel the exact same about the Steelers after watching Kenny, Kenny Pickett being playing. He's had a really good preseason. And I think that's going to be beneficial for Johnson. You know, Johnson struggled – Got no touchdowns last year. He's the first bloke to get 140 targets and 80 plus catches and no touchdowns. So he's oh. got he he'll regress to the mean. Um, so uh, yeah, of catching a couple, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's he's their main target in this offense. Um, and I think Pickens will also benefit uh, as well. I think um, Pickett's going to take a step forward, and Pickens will benefit, and they will uh, the the Steelers will be better this year. So uh, again, I like both those guys as middle round picks um, that you can target and get a lot of good value out of. It's wild, isn't it? Those Deontay Johnson numbers. He had more targets last year than uh, Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. than AJ Brown, than DK Metcalf, yep. and he caught zero touchdowns. Yeah, and most of that yeah. was with the rookie. So mm. I think he, they're going to take his elite this year. They've looked pretty good. The defense is still Steelers defense. Um, uh, we didn't talk about Harrison and so Warren uh, in the running backs. Yeah, running backs. I think they're Harris. Yeah, I think they're going to go to um, a bit more of a 50-50 split um, than it was last year, 70-30. So uh, I think they're going to be very good, you know, old school kind of football, pound the rock, and then they have the two two wide receivers on the outside because um, I think they'll do two tight end sets a lot with um, Washington and uh, Firemouth there as their, as their tight ends. So uh, that's what I think their offense is. So they're going to get heaps of targets, heaps of looks. Um, on... Stick in the middle pack on the Broncos. Um, Judy's hurt. Uh, they think he's going to miss mm. a couple of weeks. I think he'll miss the first month of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, hamstring for him, uh, which is Sutton's been the healthiest. Sutton's probably going to be the go-to target. He's probably the one to target here in the middle of rounds. You're going to go Denver wide receiver. Um, I think this will push Dolchich a bit more than Mims will for targets in this offense. Um, Dolchich has kind of not been used predominantly as a tight end much in the preseason. Maybe they're hiding him a little bit. Um, Where they've been playing him? Well, he's t- he's tight end too, so mm-hmm. he isn't he isn't the starting tight ends because he doesn't block as much, so mm-hmm. he hasn't been seeing the field as much. But I think with these injuries, all of the wide receivers, he's going to be caught in as kind of a de facto, you know, third wide receiver here. So I think that's going to be uh, elevate him a little bit more. And Mims will probably be wide receiver two to start the year um, with with the injuries um, to to everyone else uh, mm-hmm. in that squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, I think it helps the tight ends a bit more. They play a lot more two tight end sets. So, you know, Sutton, Mims, Dolce, will see a lot of the field. So I, I think they're the kind of ones I'd be targeting. Um, if Judy in you, he's in your draft and he, he slides three or four rounds for you because of the injury, then, uh, you know, that's valid. Pick him then. 
Elijah Moore, what's your thoughts here? He's going to be wide receiver two behind Amari Cooper mm-hmm. at the Browns, but he's looked pretty good at the at the Jets last year. He he got no love. That's why he wanted to yeah. leave. Uh, mm-hmm. But in his rookie year, uh, was really good. Uh, he he could definitely have a high ceiling uh, for yeah. the Cleveland Browns. And it's also been interesting how they've been using him in the preseason so far as well. He's been in the backfield a fair bit. Yeah. He's kind of been all over Debo the place. Kind of role. Yeah, he's not as big as Debo is. No, but <laughs> but, but they, there's potential there for getting a lot more ball, a lot more opportunity. So, uh, again, middle pack towards the, the back end of the, the middle of the pack that we we're talking about at the moment. I think he's a good good target there. What's his ADP? Uh, 45, so somewhere in the fifth round there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then Brian and uh, – sorry, Brendan. That's uh, wide receiver 45. Yeah, it's oh, right. Actually, sorry, yeah. So yeah he's, 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 he's late. Be like a late, late rounder. Yeah, yes. he's, he's like going in the 10th round kind of thing. So it's a – it's a nice kind of little target there. Um, Brandon Ayuk, um, I think he's the best wide receiver option of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll probably talk about tight ends later. I'm fading Kittle because I just think they've got too many mouths to feed and uh, he, with the way Brock Purdy's kind of been playing, won't get as many options. I think he'll, he'll end up blocking more than he'll be catching routes, unfortunately. Uh, and I think Brandon, he got over a 1,000 yards last year and uh, looks really good and I th- think he takes – you know, when they have to pass, he's their option. Uh, it's not going to Debo. So um, uh, I, th- I think he's definitely a, a very good option, especially here in, in the middle middle rounds. He, you can get a lot of good value for him. And you've got a whole wide receiver cores here that you don't like. Yeah, Buccaneers, Falcons, Pats, Cards, Bears, just avoid. Um, it's either the wide receivers or the, the quarterback room. Like uh, Buccaneers, they're going to have Baker. You're probably going to get some value out of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mm. But I just think there's better options elsewhere. So that's why I'm avoiding. Falcons, they're a running team. Rookie quarterback, Drake London. Drake, prob- yeah, Drake London's only a option. wide receiver too for you. Yeah, he's yeah. probably your only option. But, again, I think there's better options. The Pats just don't have – you don't want Juju or, or Parker. Um, avoid. Um, <laughs> cards. Uh, Brown's probably the main one. Um, I think mm. I've put it there. Michael Wilson as well is kind of a bit of a sleeper. He's a rookie. He's going to be their wide receiver number two. Um, but – Kyler's still a while away mm. um, and that team's in full tank mode at the moment. So uh, I stay away from the cards. <laughs> and Bears is probably more a question of, you know, what's what's Fields going to do for you? Um, so, you know, yeah. DJ Moore is your ba- main pick here. Um, but what we've seen so far is Fields is not really uh, a, a passer. He, you know, he's a run first then pass. So uh, that's last season. Mm. If he has the improvement – J.J. Moore and his, you know, their connection in preseason so far has looked really good. Again, I just think there's probably better options. Bears and wide receivers and fantasy definitely don't go hand in hand oh, over in recent, memory, in so. recent memory. Having said that, in terms of talent with D.J. Moore coming in and even mm, Chase Claypool yeah. and Darnell Mooney if they can yeah. get They've going, got, they have the definitely talent, talented, but, but I agree, be very cautious with drafting any of those guys. Yeah. Mm. So some of my sleepers at the moment um, – I think the the KC wide receiver room is very very interesting. Of course, we, you know, outside of Kels, someone else has to catch the football. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that um, uh, Tony they're actually going to move him. Uh, he's been injured. He hasn't played a lot of games. He's he's uber talented, but I think they just have so much more depth. They don't really need to need him, and they can rely on other guys. So I feel like Sky, um, Sky Moore is probably going to be wide receiver one. That's kind of mm-hmm. reflected so far in. Um, uh, the preseason um, MVS uh, will have a role. 
but he's their deep threat, so he doesn't really get much volume. And consistency with MVS is, yeah. is well, caution. That's the problem. Mm. Whereas I think Sky Moore, mm. he's going to get the volume. He, he played out a slot. Um, and then so far, Rice, the rookie, um, has been getting more looks than Ross, who's technically a rookie, but it's his second year. I uh, was injured last year coming out of Clemson. Uh, but Ross is a bigger target. That's the, the other thing. The other guys are – I think Rice was 6'2 and more was more like a 5'11 kind of slot guy, whereas Ross is 6'4. So he's the big dude. So I feel like he could be um, that big target uh, for, for Patrick Mahomes. So these guys are all very, very late. We're talking picking them in the last round yep. of your draft. Um, taking get, a flyer. Getting you kick it first. Exactly, yeah. Tell you, I would say these are the guys you kind of take flyers on because they're in that that, that – um, Offense with Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and you know an injury away, and they'll be uh, starting and having um, you know potential lot of balls coming their way. So um, I think Rice and Ross have been you know preseason darlings for for Kansas City. So they're worth a flyer very late in your drafts. This is Justin Ross, who is the six foot four receiver out of Clemson, and Rashi Rice, six foot one out of uh, Southern Method- Southern Methodist. Yeah, who was their second round pick? So they've they've got a role for him. At the moment, the, you know, with the veterans, more is the guy getting all the, the snaps with the ones in preseason. But, you know, we'll see what happens when we roll into the season. So I like to target the, both those guys late because I think they've got value. Uh, I mentioned Michael Wilson before. Um, he's a bit of a sleeper because he's not getting drafted again, flyer late in the round, last round. Um, and I mentioned Jalen Hyatt um, before. He very much could be RB. Um, sorry, QB. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> you wide right re- the first time. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Wide receiver is what I was going for. I said RB and QB. Wide receiver one for the Giants because they really don't have any options. He was their main wide receiver pick. Um, they did pick him really late. He slid a bit bit because a lot of teams were worried about his route running. But he's an absolute speed demon. Um, video of him running past Source like he was nothing, uh, and the ball's underthrown. He would have scored a touchdown. Um, there's you know you can see the talent that they potentially have there. I think Darren Wall is going to get all the ball of chance mm. this year. But again, he's a guy that you maybe take a flyer late, that maybe he comes on as a rookie and you get some value at him. And then Romeo Dobbs, um, the pack, we've talked about the Packers. We don't know what that offense is going to be, uh, but from snap wise, you know, target wise so far, and in, in uh, for Green Bay through preseason, um, Dobbs has been getting all the ball. So. Um, you know, Watson's the deep, big, deep threat, you know, big red zone target. But outside of that, who's going to get the ball? And it looks like it's going to be Dobbs. Yeah, volume, consistency, Romeo Dobbs could be could be a yeah. good one late round. Yep. And then for the Rooks, I don't think it matters. Pick one of them, you can't go wrong. They've all – it's kind of changed. I think Flowers has got a perfect situation with OBJ's probably too old and he's going to overtake Bateman. He's going to get all the ball. Um, Smith and Jigbo is – Flowers is my favourite. Yeah, Smith and Jigba is going to get plenty of ball too. They're gonna, he's wide receiver three. He is wide receiver three, but I think that that's the kind of the offense they're going to go to this year. Mm-hmm. They, he'll have he's been electric through preseason. He's going to get a lot of snaps. Um, Johnson's again kind of wide receiver three. You know whether they, the charges whether they move Allen, whether they move Williams. There's been talk about that in the past because they got to pay someone at some point. Um, but he's their, their future, so. And, again, he's looked good, deep threat, can get out, open in the end zone. And then Addison's guaranteed wide receiver two at the moment. So uh, a lot of these rookies, these first-round rookies, I, I think you could pick them where they're going in the ADP and um, you'd get value out of them. So I'm not too worried about it. I agree. I think the ones mm. that are wearing purple this year 
uh, smash. I yep. think Flowers could be wide receiver one at Baltimore. I think Addison will, will definitely be two in yeah. a high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. And if you're in uh, keeper league, I think JSN or Quinton Johnson uh, is definitely guys to target. Yeah, agree. Mm. Anything to add on receivers? Any other questions on any receivers? There's a lot. We no, haven't covered really. more. That's hard, yeah. yeah. I, I, in terms of general strategy. Um, yeah, focusing you know, on the first few rounds. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I'm going wide receiver hard at the start. And, and then, I think that's the way fantasy football is going. Most people playing PPR. It's where the league PBR. goes. It's, it's where the league's going as well. Yep. Mm. If you, it's harder with committee running backs. And most mm. – nearly every backfield now has some form of committee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the days of AP have um, kind of died down. Derek Henry says, uh, <laughs> doesn't catch many passes. So, yeah. yeah, I think in terms of overall strategy, I think you got to go elite wide receivers early. I don't think you can go wrong. And then yep. uh, taking a punt on, on some of these later round guys, it's uh, definitely the deepest position. Yep. Speaking of a position which is notoriously not deep and probably the, will be the shortest uh, to discuss as we wrap up our NFL <laughs> fantasy chat. Tight ends, I've done the write-up. Uh, there's one god tier and that's Travis Kelsey and it's him <laughs> and him alone. Uh, he had 101 more PPR points than tight end two last well, year. He's who not was a tight end, he's a wide receiver. TJ <laughs> he's god and that is who he is. However, you'll have to pay godlike prices. Yeah. If you're happy mm. to use a first-round pick on a tight end, that's what you'll have to do. Mm. To where, yeah. where did he finish overall last year? That's a good question. Can you, you chase, that up? chase that up? Yeah. He would have been, I want to say, top 20, top 20 mm-hmm. overall, but 100 more points as a tight end. If you if you took – if you've got a snake draft, non-keeper league, and you use the first overall pick on Travis Kelsey, I wouldn't look at you funny. Like I, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't look at you funny. That gives you – if you go off last year, you've got a 100-point advantage on the next guy. There's no other position yeah. where you can say that. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I wouldn't take him first, but I wouldn't look at I wouldn't look at you funny. He's projected as a mid first rounder. If you get him late first round or second round, you, that's yeah. a steal. Um, that's that's set it and forget it and yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, the, the risk always with the tight ends is you only need one of them, whereas you need a lot more running backs and wide receivers. Correct. Who are you missing out on? And in, so. and in terms of overall strategy, strategy yeah. 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 But perhaps, yeah. but he's yeah. If you could labor him as a wide receiver, then <laughs> you'd be getting a good return on investment there. Uh, he finished eighth. Eighth. That's crazy. I'm I was thinking. Sure I wanted to say top ten. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, he wouldn't have been top. <laughs> well, that's 10. why he's gone in the first round. Is because he was eighth over. Dude, overall. that's yeah. even more. Like he's he's eighth as a tight end. Where yeah. overall, where was where was Hawkinson? I can see him. Uh, twenty nine. Yep. Twenty nine was Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's elite, elite, elite levels. Next tier, I've said he's elite. Sorry, that's God levels. <laughs> the, the elite he, guys. Sorry, Kelsey dropped a little bit on PPR. To 12. To 12, to 12. yeah. Okay. But still, there are thereabouts. Yeah. Well, mid that's his, mid that's first his, round. That's no his trailers. range though. Eight to 12, that's his range. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, every year. That's perfect. Sad and forget. TJ Hawkinson, uh, 914 yards last year, six touchdowns. He was tight end two. Could definitely get 1,000 yards. If you don't want to you know, use your first round pick on Travis Kelsey but you want to get something – Good in, say, third round. Uh, Hawkinson's a way to go. I think all three of these guys are going third round, aren't they? Mark Andrews last year was tight end four. Mm-hmm. He actually had a down year. So mm-hmm. two years ago it was him and Kels, same sort of level. I think he has a better year this year and I think 
no, no, no. Lamar was hurt last year. Lamar so was hurt. No, was no reason why he can't catch ten touchdown passes this year. Mm-hmm. George Kittle, you mentioned before, probably the best blocking tight end in fantasy uh, in the NFL. Yeah, However, yeah. that doesn't translate to fantasy football. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you're cautious of George Kittle this year. Yeah, just because if that team's healthy, they have so many mouths to feed. That's mm-hmm. the the yep. issue. So. Um, like I think he's still going to be viable, but I think you're then worried, you know, if you're picking him in the third round, are you really getting the return, um, which is probably no. I think third round's maybe a little too early. If you can if you can get him fourth or fifth, I think play on. You do have to remember that back end of last year, he caught fire, caught the second most touchdowns out of any tight ends last year. Uh, is Is on talent-wise – a top two top. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a mm. elite talent. There's uh, no doubt about that. But just fantasy-wise, a little bit of caution. Alluded to Darren Waller earlier. Mm-hmm. Hurt last year. Crazy talent. New team. Not a great wide receiving group. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like Darren Waller this year. Yeah, and I think he's going somewhere like round five, six as well, which mm-hmm. is just a nice kind of spot yep. for him too. And like you said, there's no wide receivers at the Giants and all reports are it's it's been – um, Jones and the Waller show at, at training camp to the point they've told Jones to stop throwing it to him and you've got to throw it to <laughs> someone else because that's all he's doing. So uh, I think come season time, yeah, he could be getting 10 targets a game kind of thing. That's that's the game plan. Uh, can he make it if he's getting 10 targets a game? Uh, can he, he last the full 17 games will be the question. Haven't been mm. banged up the last few years but can't doubt the talent. What about Kyle Pitts, the highest drafted tight end ever? Just hasn't lived up to the expectation. Quarterback play plays into it. His first year was all right. And also hurt last year. Yeah, it was hurt a bit last year. I think that the team dynamic changed completely last year and I don't think it's going to change too much this year. They run first all day, every day. Mm. They might even have three running backs on the field at one time. That's how how much running they're going to do. Oh, wishbone. Reasonable options. You're not reaching for any of these guys by any means, but Mm. you can have them starting week in, week out. Dallas got it. Uh, only three touchdowns. Hurts rushing for so many at the goal line, but hurts him. Uh, I think Dallas missed a fair few games last year. As also well. missed a few. Frymuth, uh, not as good as his year before, but and never, I, never. He's not one to get you twenty five points, uh, but he's quite consistent. I'm big time fading Frymuth at the moment because they drafted what uh, Washington, so he's a big six seven tight end who will play a lot because he blocks the shit out of everyone and goal line as well. Yeah, so um, I, I think. Uh, I think I said it before. I think that's the offensive mode they're going to go. They're going to go heavy stack line with two tight ends with the two wide receivers. Um, so I feel like that's going to eat into Pat's uh, workload a little bit. Tyler Higby, I think his ADP is low. Can you? What's Higby as a it just even as a tight end? He is tight end. Tight end. Twelve. Did he miss the back 12. end of the year? Yeah. Yeah, he I, – I think maybe a little bit unders on him. He caught 72 balls and missed a few games last year. Yeah, but he mm. also got to remember Cooper Cup missed a lot of games and he was their number one target. So um, mm. I, I think he probably will catch similar sort of numbers and that team, again, heavily dependent on who plays quarterback for them. Um, so, yeah, I'll take it from there. Yeah. Doesn't seem to get much red zone action with only three touchdowns last. And that's year the well. Pro- well, that's the problem with this position in general. Guys mm. that aren't named Kels or Kittle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evan Engram, he caught a lot of balls last year. He was tight in five overall. Mm-hmm. Like uh, out of all those these reasonable options, I think I like I, him the best out of yeah, out of I all agree. those guys. And in that offense as well, the the Jags I think are primed for a big year. Mm. 
into a group that I've named Sleepers, Keepers and Rookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we spoke about Dulcich before. Yeah. You th- Troutman, do you think, will be? He's one. Will yeah. be the tight end one. Yeah. So we're looking. He, he blocks and he'll get a lot of game time. But uh, Denver's been playing a heavy tight, two tight end set. And as I said before, with the injuries, I think, you know, I was fading Dolchich, but I now kind of feel like he's probably worth picking uh, in the back end of the draft um, because he, he's um, definitely got – he was really good. Uh, I think he played six games last year. And then those six, he was like tight end one for a lot of them because he was catching a lot of balls because we had no other options. And it looks like a similar thing this year. Mm. So I, I think, you know, in the back end of the draft, he's a solid pick there. Mm. What about Cole Komet? He caught seven touchdowns last year, not a good wide receiver core. Obviously it's not the same talent as Darren Waller, but maybe a similar situation yeah. in that. He got uh, paid as well recently yeah, too. Yeah. I just don't know about that team. Again, it's um, – I think they're going to be very good on the ground. I just don't know if, if they're going to have the um, quality and volume mm. you want in the passing game for a tight end. Like, um, you know, is DJ Moore going to soak up all that mm. – those touchdowns and those volume? Uh, yep. So he doesn't get too much. Into the rookies, Dalton Kincaid was the only first rounder. Mm-hmm. Bills already had a pretty good tight end in Dawson Knox. He caught 189, uh, sorry, 189 yards last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do we see Kincaid? Sorry, sorry, I fucked up the stat there. 890 <laughs> yards, eight touchdowns was Kincaid's numbers for, for Utah, Utah last year. Yes. Dawson Knox Lops was hurt a lot last year. Hurt a lot last year. Pretty good when he's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Where do we see Kincaid? Uh, by all accounts, they're going to play him in the slot. Yeah. So you, you, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, Davison, Diggs, and then Kincaid. They're, they're the options with yep. uh, McKenzie now in uh, Indianapolis, the Colts. Well, Kincaid's got a higher draft position than Knox does. So what's, what's his ADP as a tight end total? Tight end total? Uh, 146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146146
Uh, I think Shuan Maker, if, if you want to have a, a late round fly, uh, might be worthwhile. Well, the dude that's in one, uh, Ferguson as well, has uh, had an excellent camp. And mm. by all accounts, uh, you know, again, another great kind of smoky there that uh, you could be targeting because uh, I think he's got a lot of good value. Anyone there that I haven't mentioned that you like? Uh, Njoko uh, for Cleveland would be yep. good. The young fella at Tennessee, there's lots of good raps there. They've got to throw someone over there at the moment. Um, it's uh, Chig Onkonkwo, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, with uh, Burks injured for the first couple of games. Um, and then Ivan Smith, if he can meet his talent just because he's in Cincinnati, uh, he's probably the other one. What yeah. inj- So Irv Smith was a Minnesota guy. Can yep. you chase up? He He's coming off some, na- I think, some nasty injuries. I feel like an Achilles rupture, but I can't. Yeah, he had remember. a nasty one. It was He had a season ender. The year before, and then he came back and was didn't really they couldn't really get going with the Vikings, and that's why they traded him away. Well, they traded for TJ and mm. um, took his role. Um, but now with Hayden Hurst at uh, the Panthers, mm. uh, Cincinnati had a role for him. He still has talent, like he's a talented guy. It's just whether he can um, uh, realize that in the Bengals' <laughs> offense. Uh, what's he had? What's he had? This is cool. I've never seen this before. Yeah. High ankle sprain. Yep. That was last year. That was last and year. And a meniscus the year before. Four, yeah. Yeah. That, that's his two big ones. Got the body chart, mate. How good's that? Yeah. Chance so, of injury. 50% chance of injury. In two, like they got sorry. Yeah. the injury risk. <laughs> so high injury risk, but in terms of, yeah. It's just the offense. In like. terms of ceilings, if yeah. he stays healthy, good offense. Mm. Yep. Who knows for there for Irv Smith. Because mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst was serviceable there at Bengals for a couple of games mm-hmm. and uh, Smith's got more talent. Uh, as a tight end um, than Hurst. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it'll depend on how many – what kind of volume he gets there. I think I'm happy to leave it there, boys. Mm-hmm. Happy to leave it there. Uh, mm. NFL drafts, fantasy drafts, might be some this weekend. You might have already gone. If you're listening this week and you love the NFL, <laughs> give, that a, give that a run and don't listen to anything yeah. that we've said because who knows – uh, it's fun. We like we like playing fantasy, and if you have got any wits about you, you'll be drafting next weekend. Good luck mm-hmm. with your drafts. Yep. It's a fun time, and unlike the fantasy sports that we do here, NRL, AFL, etc., uh, where so much happens before the season, it all doesn't all come down to your draft either yeah. in in the NFL. But it's mm-hmm. kind of important. Yep, that's it. Any any final notes there? For the NFL, no. Nah. Nah, happy? I think, nah. I think yep. we're all good. We Kickers are people too. Kickers are people. <laughs> Just don't pick them in the second round. We, for time's sake, we've we've left them out. Yeah. Who, who was was it? Blankenship that went four or five a year or two ago, and uh, then he got cut. Was it? It wasn't Tampa. Who did that? He was, uh, he was at the Colts. Colts. Yeah, yeah, I think he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. Really? Yeah, and he's just got. Oh, for yeah, in, yeah. I yeah. thought you meant a fantasy pick. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was a draft, an fought, actual draft, yeah, actual draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just got cut. So yeah, that's all yeah. we need to know about kickers. I think there was yeah. apparently they're more valuable than running backs. Yeah, I think there were. Well, true. <laughs> and I think there was seventeen teams have uh, kicker battles at the moment. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> as in, like, have two kickers and you know playing it, duking it out. Yeah. Well, QB battle for kickers. That's what you want. So there'll be a few kickers going on the um, the waiver wire this week after cuts. So <laughs> some teams might be changing up some kickers. Yeah. Final round finishes off. Let's do some final round, boys. Final round. 
UFC 292 was last weekend mm-hmm. and Sugar Sean, he stole the show and mm-hmm. he is a bantamweight champion of the world. Crazy. Second round knockout against Aljo. Questionable tactics from Aljo, you know, trying to get into a striking match with an elite striker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wore one on his chin and that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, a few Sugar did have sure. to go for a few follow-ups. A few people saying early stoppage, I I felt like that was reasonable, wasn't defending himself. Yeah, and I, if it went any longer, it was just eating more shots. So Correct. I, yep. I, I don't think they, you needed to say any more of that. I think there was a job done at that point. Quite humble mm-hmm. in his reaction as well. Mm-hmm. He said, look, you got me on the chin. Uh, I've got to go back and work at my striking. Uh, and that was... In the lead up to it was the that Sugar is a dangerous, dangerous striker. That's what we've seen over yeah. his meteoric rise in the UFC. Uh, obviously, if it went to ground, you know, as a grappler, you'd you'd fancy Aljo, but mm-hmm. it never really got there. The first round was a little boring. I hate to say it. Uh, yeah, they were feeling out rounds. Definitely feeling each other out, but uh, boring and Sugar Sean shouldn't really go in the same sentence. And I'm. Rem- you know, remiss <laughs> to say it really uh, because he just he just finishes people and it's what he says he, he'll do, he'll put one on your chin and it'll end your night and that's what he did. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, um, um, Darling was – Sterling, sorry, was um, having that having those conversations about maybe going up and taking on Volk because um, Volk needs some dance partners at this point. Mm. Um, but, it, you know, post-fight he was said, if Sugar can hit me with that, imagine what Volk's going to do to me. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, is a great kind of point there. And very humble, however, very different fighters yeah. too. Like Sean O'Malley's five inches taller than Volkanovski and arguably a better striker, arguably a better striker. Oh, I think volume damage-wise, Volky can definitely put it on you too. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I, you know, we'll talk about Volk in a minute, I think, when we talk about Holloway. But uh, for Sugar O'Malley, I think it's Chido Vera and probably next, if not, Suhudo, if not Emrab, I think is his list. Um, uh, or the rematch. That's the the talk. Do we just run it back with a rematch? And I, I'd be more. Uh, Aljamain yeah. Sterling has has got the right to to run this back. Yeah. To, but but yeah. I also feel like if you get knocked out in the second round, mm. you don't really need to run it back. Um, yeah, if it'd been a split decision or good decision kind of five round war, then yeah, of course, do a rematch. But. Uh, I feel like um, like this. Uh, I, I would. I'd like to see something different. Maybe. Mm. Maybe it's just what I'm at. Who would you like to see out of those up and comers? Uh, well, they're not up and comers. Well, out, out of the out of the rest of the division. Um, Chita Vera was has a win against Sugar Sean. That's the main one. Has a win over Sugar Sean. Um, mm. So I think you know that makes a lot of sense considering he's also pretty high ranked. Um, um, that's probably the one I think makes the most sense next. Henry Sudo or just lost um, um, uh, to Aljamain, so I'd probably leave him out. He needs a, another fight maybe. And I guess Amrab's always there, but then he'd be taking – Marab, uh, isn't it? Marab. Um, he'd, be, he'd be taking his best mate's kind of spot straight away. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's Cheeto or no one. I, yeah, I think Cheeto has to be the favourite. I, was, I saw an article which I thought was odds, uh, but would, I can't actually see odds for, for the next fight. I think Cheeto makes sense. Could be Mirab, and I wouldn't wouldn't uh, raise an eyebrow if they ran it back. Mm-hmm. Other chances are mm-hmm. uh, the Sandman, Corey Sanhagen, or um, Cejudo. Yep. Pretty stacked division at the moment. Yeah, it is. 
Very fun. Undercard uh, or other fights? Uh, well, there's a title fight, Shang Wei Lee. Um, defended. Defended there. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Ian Gary beating Neil Magny. Yeah, Cheetah on the same card as well. I think yes. it was very deliberate from the UFC uh, having that <laughs> with his win against Pedro Munoz. Uh, not not the strongest really undercard in terms no. of in terms of big names there, but uh, and an elite elite title fight that was. Yep, and Chris Weidman was on the undercard as well, mm. and coming back after breaking his leg two years ago. Yeah, and then got yep. all the leg leg kicks from Travis. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> expect. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, be interesting. Weidman's keen to go again. Mm-hmm. You watched Korean Zombie and Max Holloway last, last night. night. It was yes. late our time in it was Singapore. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was an excellent fight and I'm glad I um, rolled over in bed and put it on the phone <laughs> to watch it because um, <laughs> uh, it was Korean Zombie's retirement fight. So he's finishing up now, 36. Um, he'd you know, done everything Jeez. he could. He actually said, I've done everything I could. I, mm. you know, I'd want to win a championship but I, I just don't think um, I'm you – know, right. the, the ship sailed, hasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, you know, he lost – his last fight was against Volk. He lost that and then Holloway as being the number one. If he beats Holloway, he'd, you know, be in that conversation then again for Volk. Mm. But um, with the loss, he goes out. It was an interesting fight, um, a little bit back and forth. Holloway looked like he was landing cleaner, but the power shots were coming from Korean Zombie. But for whatever reason, the third round, uh, Korean Zombie has said, fuck this, let's go out. And they just started wailing <laughs> on each other. That's uh, that's, that's indicative of these two fighters, yeah. really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and Holloway was like, I'm game. And, you know, he said it after the fight. It was just like, it was just lucky today. It was my right hand that landed. And, yeah, hit him with a flush right hand and um, uh, the zombie face plants. Um, I think I think Brisbane said it best on commentary. You know, there's only one way to kill a zombie and that's a headshot. So, <laughs> very good from Brisbane there. Yeah, so, da- so Danny goes, retires. Max, though, interesting, still number one. Mm. Still, mm. I don't think he's been beaten. If you check Max in uh, forever, I think Volk. Volk's the only losses. Yeah. So you know, do you run it back for a fourth time? It'll be four. So One, two, yeah, fourth. Time. He did lose to Poirier back in 2019. That was it lightweight? He went up. That was different the, divisions. Yeah. So yeah, he, at yeah. featherweight, he's only got three losses, and they're all, all to Volk. Alexander Volkanovski. Yeah. So do we need to see the fourth fight <laughs> at this point? Like. It's weird, isn't it? Because Volk. What, what, what else can you with do? The Mark, yeah. Well, I think he should fight Markachev again. Would, like, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be happy to see well, that. The, for the problem is Islam's now booked for Oliveira. So yeah. that fight's happening in, uh, I don't know, end two months. Yeah. yeah, I think it's towards the end of the year. So uh, he might not even have the belt by that point. Um, mm. Oliveira, you know, had an off night against Islam. So hopefully he'll come back in um, uh, be a more competitive fight than the first one was. So Volk's kind of in this holding pattern now. He's got I uh, what's his last name? Oh, the guy that he got into he, words uh, yeah, words with, with last time. Yeah. But that's that's not announced. That, that's not official. Like you know, that's been um, an option. But then if you do, you have the rankings there, James. Who uh, yep. I can get them. Are you talking about you, Rodriguez? That was the last win. No, no, he beat Rodriguez. He's beaten Ortega. He's beat Ilya Tapura. Yeah, Ilya Tapura. Holloway beat uh, Arnold not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if it's not fighting five, Max well, Holloway's the only, only option left. I think it. I think Tapura, he might get Tapura because they've already had the war of words. Yeah, but you're right. I, there's no reason why Max mm-hmm. doesn't deserve another shot. Yeah. Would yeah. be only the second one to go to four, wouldn't it? After yes. Marino and Figgy. Exactly. Mm. 
And it just shows how dominant the two guys are in the yeah. division. And yeah, Max head, is head and shoulders above everyone else. The crazy yeah. thing is Max Holloway's only 31. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's a dog. And he's got he's got double the most amount of significant strikes than anyone else. He's, he's over 3,000 and the next closest is 1,500. Blessed MMA, he That's he crazy. could definitely um, get another another shot against Volk. Yeah. Be yeah. interesting to see Deserves what happens. Because, yeah. you know, now with – Bantamweight division kind of sorting itself out that there's no one to really step up to take mm. on Volk. Mm. And now mm. with lightweight kind of tied up, he, he can't now go up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, unless he's getting, um, you know, a challenger in five, Holloway is the only other option. So. Yep, yep. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Boxing, a uh, mm-hmm. few talking points. Nikita Zoo getting a win. Uh, during the week, yeah. uh, Usyk had he, a, he got knocked down in that too, so he, he had to, yeah, he had he to come back and, and fought a much better back end of that fight and got the win. Mm. Um, I think on decision, or was it no, no, he, no, he got him in the eighth round, eighth, I think. eighth round. I yeah. think they threw the towel in, yeah, that yeah that's what right. it was. It was yeah. towel, yeah. So, um, you know, that's great for him. I think his brother's got a title fight unification booked as well, mm-hmm. so that's coming up, um, in the not too distant future. Um, that's why, um is it Charlo takes on Canelo? Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's happening at some point. And uh, I think Crawford actually wants the winner of that. So um, it'll be, uh, and you know, so the best guys fighting each other is, is, is lovely. But that's just where the, the zoos are at the moment. It was sixth round uh, that the tower came in for Jack Brubaker. Uh, but Sue, yeah, did uh, get knocked down. And was a head clash though. That's right. I remember mm-hmm. this now. Mm-hmm. And what happened with uh, Usyk today? There was a bit of controversy. I've, I saw an article. I haven't seen any highlights. Yeah, so, Jim, if you can find the shot because, um, you know, the, he got hit on the belt mm-hmm. um, and went down and kind of didn't recover really in time. Um, so you could have, you know, that low blow could have been enough um, to well, – they've called it a low blow, but they could have been enough um, to have stopped the fight and then Young uh, is a – Daniel um, Dubois, Dubois think, could yeah. have could have actually had the win here, and then you know of course a lot of people went back through Usyk's history of fights, and he actually takes a lot of these shots on the belt and gets them as low blows. Mm. Um, mm. But it seems like it's maybe a bit of strategy, there's a bit of tactic there. That he's a little bit weak in the middle of the belt there because there's been a lot of uh, similar aspects. But my understanding is below the nave, the navel, um, so belly your button. belly button is the um, considered a low blow. Um, so your belt kind of covers it and is over the top mm-hmm. of it. Um, uh, but then Usyk's belt um, post, see there, watch that. Ooh. Post um, fight, you can see the belt. It's actually, definitely on the belt. Yeah, but yeah. Um, when they announce him, you can see his belt is actually below his belly button. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's a bit of cheating aspects being thrown around that he's, he doesn't have his belt in the right spot. It should be slightly higher so they can count it. Um, uh, but, yeah, it did knock him down and uh, wounded him, but he did come back through and um, got the, his own finish there mm-hmm. to continue it. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they ever make this Fury fight because rumours are it's back on the cards for um, – Joshua, Wilder, and Usyk Fury in same uh, night apparently. Same night in um, Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. They've been talked about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you know Fury's watching this, um, we'll see all the recent uh, other footage of similar things. Um, yeah, it looks all- a bit susceptible to the gut shot. 
Well, and also thinking forward as well, seeing all the Saudi money coming through for football and golf yeah, yeah. and thinking, well, why can't we <laughs> cash in from a boxing yeah. Oh, they've already been doing it. Oh, like we're boxing, like reasonably casual fans of boxing. If you're going to have on the same night, say the four premier heavyweights going at it on one night, that draws in eyeballs that you don't normally get. Well, Jimmy Jimmy stopped it there. You see it hits it square on the belt. So maybe, you know, a couple knuckles down a bit lower than that. But It's close, isn't it? Yeah. And a lot of people in the know think it's, you know, that's probably more a fair shot than it is a low blow and maybe Mm. he just wears his belt a bit low. Interesting times ahead. And he wins yeah. though and retains. That's that's the main thing. Uh, the worst they yeah. could do is make it a no contest. Um, but either way, he'll still keep the belt. And what about in the uh, YouTube world? Uh, KSI is fighting which Logan? Uh, no, KSI is uh, fighting. Which like is fighting Logan Paul? No, he's fighting Tommy Fury. Ah. So you got to read it. KSI and Logan. Uh, Logan is sorry. fighting on the same card in October. You're talking late. about being a casual boxing fan. For me, <laughs> the YouTube boxing is very, 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 very casual. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the interesting thing is, if you find the video of um, Tommy's dad, uh, so yeah, he flips the table, flip, flipping all the tables, he's just sick of the line of questioning. So, KSI, is his dad Eddie Jones? No, <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Uh, KSI is taking on Tommy Fury, of course, following on his um, uh, storyline of trying to outdo Jake Paul. Um, so they've got that. It's booked in October, and then Logan's got Dylan Dennis. Uh, so that's booked. Um, so KSI had Dylan Dennis a couple of months ago. Dylan pulled out. Um, and then that's why Mike Perry is the backup. So <laughs> they've also done all the promo for Mike Perry. So He's like, a bad knuckle boxer. Former UFC, bad knuckle boxer. Yeah, yeah um, um, a handy fighter. So mm. uh, Logan will fight either one of those guys. Um, uh, he's found the flipping tails. Yeah, Tom, blown up. John Fury. Uh, that's a Dylan Dennis cake. <laughs> he, Logan throws it at him, uh, throws it at his head. Uh, so, yeah, it was a bit of a shit show press conference. But uh, anyway. The, publicity. Yeah, it's, it's publicity. Everyone's talking about it. Um, but this all goes down in October. Uh, there'll be a lot of eyeballs for that. Two of the, the biggest UC, you, um, YouTube stars. And then Tommy Fury um, having that win over Jake Paul is a, you know, a, a good boxer coming up. So, yeah. Into a bit of F1. Slash Motorsport. Do you want some meow meow? Motorsport. Um, I think I think he, it's a couple of weeks ago now, but SVG confirmed that next year he's going to NASCAR um, to do full-time. And I think Brody Kostecki as well is also leaving um, Supercars to go NASCAR full-time. Um, you know, rumors uh, the money is uh, significantly better is, you know, is one reason. <laughs> but also I think they can be competitive there. And I think Shane Van Gisberg's got a potential another uh, NASCAR race this year coming up. Um, so, you know, a few Aussies moving over to NASCAR to join a few others. So we'll uh, have to see um, uh, see how they go. But in the F1 space, we have the race tonight um, for Aussie fans. Big mm-hmm. news, unfortunately, Danny Rick having to bin the Alpha Tower into the wall to not hit. Fellow Australian Oscar um, ended up, uh, I think, yep. breaking his wrist is what they said. Yeah, and possibly yep. surgery. Yeah, so he's mm. gone to see the surgeon that did Lance Stroll's. So Lance Stroll broke both wrists um, from a mountain bike accident in the preseason. 
um, which is uh, they're talking about there. And mm-hmm. two weeks later, he was racing, so he's gone. Two to see weeks it. later. Yep. And so he's gone to see the same specialist, <laughs> see if he can Just um, put pins in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See if he can come back and and uh, keep keep racing, uh, but it'd be a challenge. And it's been unfortunate because mm. there'd been some. Um, uh, non-commitment from Marco, uh, Helmut Marco, the boss of Red Bull, to Perez next season. Um, so, you know, and Perez is, in this race has been out-qualified by a whole bunch of uh, cars that he shouldn't have been. Um, so there's some rumours about his seat again being on the hot seat. Um, so... Mm. And that was really it, like, when we talked about it, when Danny Rick got his seat um, at AlphaTauri, mm-hmm. he's like, if he can at least just qualify better than Perez and he's got a good shot at... Well, he doesn't. He just has. He's to be, got a chance. He just at has to that. show good pace, and, and Perez has probably yeah. hurt himself more than than the other way well, around. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, knowing that Perez hasn't been yeah performing as well in qualifying as he should. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Ricardo now replaced by Liam Lawson, who uh, qualified last. So mm. um, that's good for Danny Rick, I guess. Um, and then there's been a the uh, summer break was pretty quiet and then all the news hit as soon as the GP started. Um, Haas resigned Hulk and uh, Magnussen uh, for next season and uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned the non-commitment on Perez, but there's also been a non-commitment on um, is it Guangzhou as well uh, uh, for Alfa Romeo uh, because I think he's backing his funding is a bit disappeared and uh, there's rumours we don't have the budget for him uh, flattening around. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting times ahead. But um, uh, race tonight, Netherlands, starts in 25 minutes. Um, Max starts on pole. He's three times in a row, I think, there. And home Grand Prix. Home Grand Prix and he's probably going to win. Interesting, he's got Lando Norris, Russell, Albon, Alonso and Sainz behind him before, you, of course, you get to his teammate in Perez. Um, mm. So Oscar, our boy there, starts eighth. Um, and Logan Sargent, the first American in a very long time to be in the top ten. Yeah. They will start tenth in this one. So, yeah. That's about F1. To kick off. Yeah, it's about to kick off. Let's go. That'll wrap us up here on the Esky. Thank you to those that have tuned in. Uh, good luck for your fantasy drafts upcoming. Good <laughs> luck for your footy teams down under. Yeah. Uh, whether, it's, 40. whether it's league, whether it's uh, Aussie Rules footy, whether you're lucky enough to have a team in both uh, go the Boomers. Uh, yep. Bit yeah. of a uh, – yeah, it was an upset loss really to Germany today. So still going to get through the group uh, but we'll probably – Fingers well, crossed. Can't lose again. Yeah, we'll finish in second. Uh, but hopefully the boys come through with the goods there. What else have we got? Jeez, uh, we're, we're – we're, obviously there's we're very – UFC coming up. Yeah, UFC, there's UFC in Sydney in two weeks as well. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about that next week. Uh EPL's underway. We haven't even mm-hmm. spoken about that tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an exciting time of the year. Messi doing messy things. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, up, the, up the Matildas, spoke about him at the, at the top of the show. Uh, thank you to those that have listened. Obviously a few weeks off um, in between shows. Uh, was, yeah, both we've of us, all been crook. Both of us are crook, young kids yeah, at home. Young one about to pop out. So we'll be intermittent uh, in the next few few months but uh thank you to anyone that's listening we do appreciate the support check us out on the socials uh we'll probably see you next week to be confirmed (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right catch you then bye bye